What is up, everybody? Welcome to episode number 101 of Millennial Gaming Speak. I am your host, Logan Moore, and with me this week, it's Max. Hi, Max. That was, you sounded kind of sad that it was me, <laughs> as always. Yeah. Max you, like, here. went up, you went up, you peaked, and then you just came down. Like, mentioning me just brought you way down. My voice dropped real quick like that uh, roller coaster summon thing yeah, in Kingdom like, Hearts uh, 3, or whatever that yeah. is. Is that still in the game? I don't know. Who knows? Uh, uh, yeah. All, all the Disney attraction stuff, those are like your ultra super moves, yeah. I'm sure we'll talk about that in a bit. Uh, welcome, oh. everybody, to back to the program this week. Our new form of the program, I guess. I don't know. Not really new, because this whole first half segment is going to be the same as it's always been moving forward. But, um, yeah, past 100 now. Hooray. We did our big blowout episode last week and had everybody on for episode 100 and it was like four hours long so if you didn't listen to the whole thing uh i don't blame shame you shame on you <laughs> shame on you but i also don't blame you um it was a long one very a lot longer than i expected it to be even though i don't know why really because we were planning each of those segments to be 15 to 20 minutes and they turned out to be that long but that then equates to well, some people went longer. A very long time. Some people went longer, but some people went shorter, too. That was... If if each guest was 15 minutes long, it would have been two hours just for our guests. Yeah, but then we did a 45-minute ending but, to the episode plus, like, a 15-minute... Or intro. Yeah. So it was going to be, like, three or so hours regardless. But that was a lot of fun last week. Again, thank you to everybody who came on. Um, as we talked about last week, so catching you up to speed on the show this week. Last week we talked about some how some things are going to be changed around here moving forward. Uh, first things first, we are recording this on Sunday, July, what is it, 16th? Yeah, Sunday, July 16th. Um, but as we have stated the past few episodes, we're no longer doing it live, so we're still going to probably record these Sunday afternoons just to give you a behind-the-curtain peek at when we do this. But um, we're not going to do it live anymore. The whole show is going to be audio-based. We'll still put everything up on YouTube, though. Uh, if you listen there for some reason, but the audio will go live every Wednesday, um, gives us just more time to play around with the format of the show because the second half of the show, every episode now will be a little bit different. And we've got something unique planned planned this week that I've been thinking about for a while that we're going to do in the second half of the show this week that you will hear later. But, um, yeah, everything in the first half is going to remain the same. We're going to talk about what we've been playing, the news, all that good, typical stuff that you've come to expect from this gaming podcast amongst the thousands of other gaming podcasts. So, Max, how have you been? I've been okay. I've been helping my family move. Um, so it's been pretty busy around here. I've been moving a lot and working a lot. So it's kind of where I'm at. That's... um. Yeah, working a lot, me too, except the moving part I can't relate with, except for I did help my friend move last week at one my point. My parents have a lot of stuff. I mean, if they're doing an entire, are they moving into an entire new house as well? From one apartment to a new apartment. Oh, okay, one apartment to the other. Okay, that's probably a little smaller than, if it was an entire house move, then it'd probably be even bigger, but plus they probably have, do they still have all their stuff down there in storage from when they used to live down there? Yeah, there's still storage down here. Uh, uh-huh. They're not taking that stuff out and putting it in the apartment. Okay. So, I mean, they've just... It's a lot of stuff, and they live on the third story, and it's just you have to unbox everything. And mm-hmm. It's making me dread moving again in October when I move. 
Well, that'll so. be easier for you, won't it? You'll just put like what your Vita in your back pocket and put your PSVR headset on your head and pretty much no, just walk I, out the door and I that'll be it, right? I have a lot of stuff. I have a lot of junk. Yeah, I know. I know you the do. The fact they're all Abby's stuff in too, as seen by your unnecessary amount of steel cases and collectibles and statues and amiibo and all kinds of other stuff that have been on the back shelves of your room back when we used to do this show. I love my amiibo. Minus I have a full ones. Zelda set. I feel good about that. Um, those Zelda ones do look nice. I would like to get those. Are. But uh, I wonder if I can find them on sale one day. So I'll just keep an eye out until then. My favorite's probably Skyward Sword, just design-wise, like the way it looks. It looks to it looks similar to the um, larger statue that they came out of it a couple of years ago. You know what I'm talking about? It looks the that exact I same. Figure. I don't know what company it is that makes it, but it looks the exact same. Like if you put it right. Well, next they're to all the, the, they're all the like box art poses. I think. Yeah. I, yeah, I think you're right. That's the gist, is what they are, because the Wind Waker one is with his arm sticking out with the Wind Waker in his hand, mm-hmm. and uh, Majora's I, Mask. You know what I hate about the... those uh, Breath of the Wild amiibos, if we're going to talk about those for a quick second? I actually want those. Like it, like I said, I don't have anywhere to put them right now, but I have looked at those, and I'm like, you know, I, I'd, I'd actually like to have these Breath of the Wild amiibo. But they're like... Why are they like four or five dollars more than the standard? They're like sixteen bucks. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't make um, any sense. Because they're new and shiny. I don't know. I, I can like obviously the Guardian costs more because that's yeah, like, that's the like biggest. It's like twenty. I have that bucks, one. I think I had gift card money uh, back when it came out, and I thought, well, if I'm ever gonna get these amiibo, I need to get this one first because I'll never get this if I don't get it today. It's really nice. I like it. The arms are really cool and stuff. Um. I don't know why they cost more though. Like the regular ones, like the yeah, Zelda and the Link. They're three or four dollars more than the standards, I think. So that's three bucks. I've never, three I, bucks I've more. never understood that. That's weird. But, yeah, yeah, who cares? Amiibo are good. I mean, there's just the there's the Link on the horse, the Link with the bow and arrow, the Zelda, and then the Guardian. Is that the only one? And the Bokoblin. Oh, yeah. Who cares? I mean, I don't care about that one at least. It's a cool design, but. It, I don't know. No, it's no very small. <laughs> it's I'd I'd like the rider link. Uh, that would be the next one I would I get. I like the rider link and the Because he's all hooded. Bow and, and arrow dark link. Mysterious. I don't I don't dislike the Zelda one, but it's kinda of bland. She's just kinda of standing there. So Yeah. She's not doing any action. Yeah, there's no action to it, whereas the horse link is like the horse is in a cool pose and same with the bow and arrow one that's our amiibo minute i don't think we've done that since like what 2015 2016 dude you gotta get ready the final wave of smash brothers ones are coming out now i mean i'll never i'll never purchase the me fighters so will i really have the full collection not really so. gotta get the bayonettas and the clouds both I can't variants remember which ones i'm even missing i think it's ryu i know for sure and then... rob i have rob i bought that tripack thing with duck hunt and game and watch and all that that was when i was still collecting do you have the fire emblem ones um yes i think i have all of them i mean how many are there again (laughs) there's like 14 fire emblem characters in that game probably half the roster um i mean there's roy and marth which i have or no i don't have roy actually yeah roy's roy's newer you don't have him i don't have Roy. so there's roy marth ike and then Robin, 
Lucina. I have all the and original ones from those early sets. I know I have. Corrin is coming out now. Yeah, I don't think I have Roy. I think that might be one of the ones I'm actually still missing. So then there's. I'm just trying to think of the odd ones you may not have. I feel like I feel compelled to complete the collection, but at the same time, I don't in any way, shape, or form. Like I really like. But come on, my that excitement really for cool. that just really fell off a cliff. But really I mean, quickly. if you have, because they weren't rare. Like they're not, you know. Yeah, they I see. I see stock. Ryu all the dang time at the store. I know. I see. I see some that were super old. Like I saw a Pit the other day. I was like, Whoa. I remember when this thing was hard to come by. Yeah, I remember I when know. I. Sold I think it would be really like since bucks. you're so close. I think it would be really cool to have the full Smash set. Yeah, like I said, like if I had somewhere to put them right now, I might be more prone to do it. I don't know. I think I'm missing most of the DLC characters. Which who were they in that game? It was Cloud, Corrin, um, Bayonetta, and then Lucas. Lucas was another, and Roy. I, ha- I have Mewtwo. I Me think too. Roy, I'm missing. I think it might just be Roy and Ryu, honestly. And then the Me Fighter garbage. Screw that. Well, I don't want those. <laughs> if you if you get every other one, I will get you the Me Fighters to complete the set. You don't need to do that. It's probably it'll be so funny. Filthy expensive now. No, they're not that bad. I don't know. Um, I just I don't care about those ones. I guess. Well, who cares about the Me Fighters? But it's about having the full set. I guess. I mean, the thing that, about the Me Fighters is, I wish you could like custom order just one modeled off your own Me. That would have been cooler, and I like actually would have done that. But yeah, that, everyone that would have been that. very uh-huh. expensive, I'm sure, for Nintendo to have to create thousands upon thousands upon thousands of custom amiibo. Yeah. So it um it would have been cool, but oh well. There's I I think it's funny though that the last wave here with Bayonetta, Cloud, and Corrin have two variants each. It's like oh my gosh. Yeah, I'm not doing that. I'll get, I'll get one or the other. That was no, the, you have to that get was the other all. thing that that was the other thing that drug me out of it. And now you're reminding me about this now and I'm remembering why I gave up. It was that because we were near in the finish line and I was like, you know, I'll probably call They didn't this announce collection. these variants until a few months ago. Yeah, it was a recent Nintendo Direct. I want to say like April or May. Something like yeah, that. Yeah, it was very recent. But so you still quit, you quit a while ago. I quit a while ago, but again, at the same time, like we're recounting here, like I do have most of them. So while I kind of gave up, like I did have everything pretty much before I did give up. So I don't know. Close enough, at least, I guess. Thanks. Just... Hey, kids, you want to see what failure looks like? Look at Logan's Amiibo shelf. I mean, those things are expensive, dude. Like, like I said, like thirteen bucks. Like, you can thirteen buy, bucks a pop. You can buy a game for that price. Like, what? Some like, games. I mean, yeah. I mean, look. What, I mean, we got some stuff coming out this next week, and over the next couple weeks, there are like fifteen, twenty dollar games. Like, that's a game you could buy right there. So, I don't it's, know. It's killing me, man. Oh, there's too many games coming out. Yeah, we'll talk about some of those upcoming releases. Honestly. There are so many games over like the next six weeks. It's insane. And everybody was like, everybody after E3 was like, well, thank God game releases are stalled. And I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, it's not stopping. Like, there, we had like four weeks there where there was like not much. But then, I mean, we'll get into this later with news. I mean, there's not too much to get into, but like, Super Hot's out this week now. Like, so I will be playing that. Um, then Pyre's out next week. Splatoon's out this week. Like, from this week on, like things get busy again. So yep, we're we had a couple weeks right of downtime, and then that was it. And yeah, 
I mean, it's just, it has been nonstop this entire year, which is not restating anything new, but I've still never seen anything like this. So It's a little stressful. What have you been playing besides, I mean, in your backlog, your 2017 backlog then? I've watched Abby play Crash. I played like, I so I bought that too. I played like three levels of it. I was like, yep, yeah, this kind of sucks. I spit it out. Which one did you play? The first one. No, yeah, that's the one that doesn't hold up. Yeah, I'll, I'll get to the others at some point. Like I, uh, I will play through those games. It was just three like, platinums. Three. Yeah, I heard the second and third one don't take very long too. Like maybe like six, seven hours to platinum them. I'm like, oh, okay, sweet. Uh, I haven't played it myself yet. Um, she's been playing that. I. That's I. I booted up the Splatoon thing and played through the tutorial. Uh, but didn't actually play the Splatfest. So I played Splatfest last night. It was fun. Um, Where, which team were you, ice cream or cake? I was ice cream, yeah. Freaking Heck cake. yeah, you were. Cake sucks, you kidding me? Ice cream is like one of the best foods on the planet. And if you don't you know, think so, then you're wrong. Cake is you know, very bland on its own. We're not having any cake at our wedding. Are you having ice cream, though? We're having pie. Oh, what? Yeah. Actually, I think maybe you did tell me that. What kind of pie? Uh, there will be like four different flavors of pie for you to pick. Is there going to be like one little giant pie? No, they're like personal pies for people. And then there's also okay. Abby and I have our own special, like six inch pumpkin pie, which we'll do our cut with. You know, where you cut the yeah, cake. Yeah, you cut the pie. You're gonna mm, yeah. cut the pumpkin pie then. Yeah, she loves pumpkin pie. It's her favorite. Nice. But anyway, so what do you think of Splatoon? Uh, fun. It's fun. So I'm thinking about honestly picking it up this week, and not yeah, you even, are. And not. Uh, I mean, I didn't play Splatoon one. Neither did I. Um, I mean, you kind of did. You've always talked to that game more than I have, at least on. Well, my my friend had it, so I would play it when I would go yeah. over there. It's fun. Um, I think it it was a little broken last night. From what I heard, the twin pistols or whatever they're called. The dual Splat dualies. This, yeah, I heard those were pretty op and broken. Oh, they I, have, never, they, I never they actually are. used them though. I I got uh, so I started out just with the basic splatter gun. I was like, yo, this thing kind of sucks. And then I got um, the super or the ultra or whatever on that is really good though. Mm. But the gun itself isn't very good. Um, and then I started getting into the roller, and I was like, yo, this roller is yep. dope. And the then, roller's great. And then I was like all aboard the roller there for a while. I was actually pretty the good. The roller's at it like too. a shotgun. Yeah. It's um I I was digging the roller pretty well. Yeah, cuz it, it's harder to kill enemies with the roller, but you cover more ground with it. So yep. it's like a give and take. And uh yeah, like I said, I never used what the sniper and then I never used the twin Dooleys. pistols either. Yeah, the dualies. I think the dualies are OP just because they provide that dodge roll. A double dodge roll. See, I didn't I don't even know what that is. There, it just lets you dodge out of the way. So you, you can be really quick about it. Yeah. Uh, so it lets you create a little confusion. It's almost like Tracer. Like you can kind of dart around your enemies. Mm-hmm. Um, so I could, those were that's what I used in the test fire a few months ago. Um, I mean, we'll but, have to see. I'm, intre- I'm interested in getting it. Honestly, like not because I even think like I'm in love with the game or anything like that. Like it's a fun little game. Like it's 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 fine for what it is. Um, it's mainly just like I like the Switch. Like I would just like to have more games on my Switch. I it's would kind of as simple as that at this point. But 
The other things about Splatoon I'm eager for is the single player and the Salmon Run. Salmon Run's amazing. Like, I don't know exactly. if I have spoken to it on this podcast. I know I've spoken you to you did. about it. Did I? When your E3 breakdown, you talked okay. about how you guys were the... You went up to 100% or something. Yeah, Salmon Run's freaking amazing. Like, that is the one thing I'm actually very excited for with that game. Um, yeah. So that is Splatoon's like... Splatoon's going to be a hoot. Salmon Run is like why I want to get the game. Uh, that said, it's still 60 bucks, and it's... I, I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking about it. We'll have to wait yeah, and see. Okay. Um, um, the only other thing I've been playing, I still haven't beaten Horizon, but I, I want to. I've had it hankering for it. Um, only other thing I've been playing right now is Metroid Fusion. Oh, back to that GameCube game. Game Boy Advance um, game. No, that's Prime, not Fusion. Prime is the GameCube <laughs> game. I've been playing Fusion because I've never played that one. Yeah. I thought you... Oh, no, that's Zero Mission. Never mind. Zero Mission. Zero Mission is my favorite. Um, yeah, so Fusion, it's interesting. It's very hand-holdy. It actually reminds me a lot of Other M as far as narrative goes, like very narrative-heavy. Uh, the environments are cool, and there's some cool concepts and gameplay in there, and they shake it up just enough, but it looks and sounds really good on the Game Boy. It's a nice, nice little game. It's not taking me very long. I'm almost done with it, I think. I was going to say, so. isn't it fairly short? Like, what, four or five, six hours, something like that? I mean, most I Metroid six. games aren't very long, honestly. Yeah, I'd probably say around Metroidvania six. Games the in-game themselves. clock's really weird. It only tracks your time, like, I think literally while the screen, like, while you're playing. So any dialogue, which is, there's a lot of, anytime you pause to look at the map, uh-huh. or, like, or save or do it. I think it's a really weird at tracking. So the game says I've only played for, I think, two hours. Mm-hmm. But I've definitely played for five or six. Longer than that, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's um most game clocks are like that. I'm, I'm sure it's, it's fine. It's probably just another Metroid. Like, Metroid's Metroid after a while, I guess. That's why everybody was kind of freaking out, I think, with Samus Returns, because it's like, oh, cool, melee moves this time, and stuff like that i mean i guess in the end it is just a remake of metroid 2 but i did i did dive into metroid 2 a little bit because i have it on my 3ds mm-hmm. that game's really interesting interesting concept yeah i'm excited for samus returns we'll have to i'll have that to one i'm purchase that and i've actually gotten rid of most of my ds games like my 3ds library at this point is so small like it is like ocarina of time and majora's mask and uh, uh, Link Between Worlds, and um, so three Zelda games, three Zelda games, and some Pokemon <laughs> games. Pokemon Y. I got rid of Pokemon Sun because I got they gave me forty five dollars for it a couple weeks ago at GameStop. So I was like, yeah, okay, sure, I will purchase a PS4 Pro with that. Um, I just I wasn't playing it, I, and I knew I wasn't going to play it either. Most of my most of my 3DS games are digital. Um, which is the way I wanted it because I have, uh, yeah, I guess I have Animal Crossing digitally as well. But like, I got rid of Mario Kart Seven the other day too because it's like, oh, I have Mario Kart Eight on my Switch. I will never, I will literally never play this game again in my life. So I was like, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll take thirty five dollars for it. Then thank you. So I got rid of Susan, a couple of you. them the other day. Um, yeah, well, um, yeah, the three DS. It has one more game in it for me. Superstar Saga, like I'm thinking about, but even that, it's like, oh man, I never, like if this I never was on played the Su- Saga, the first one I played was Partners in Time. Like if it was on the Switch, I'd be like, yo, all over this day one, let's go. But it's like, 
it, again, it's not because I hate the 3DS or anything like that. It's just like, there's this new thing out. I like it. I would like to play it on that, and it's not available on that. And it's that's not to say, like, the Superstar Saga remake would be any worse, like, just because it's on 3DS. It's just, like, just a preference of where I would like to play that game, which I do not have available to me. So, yeah. Um, Yeah, you should play Horizon and beat that, though. Make sure you I'm do that close. soon. I'm real close. I'm real close. I won't platinum it. Why not? Because uh, I'll just beat the story and then never touch it again. It's not that... I didn't think it took me that long to platinum, honestly. And it was fun. I'm, like, I'm I enjoyed the close. things with it. I, I'm probably close, but I just, like... I know that if I push and just beat the story, I will not pick it up and go back. So I either have to... What are you play... missing? Collectibles, then, I'm assuming? Like, uh, steel flowers uh, and stuff like that? No, I'm actually almost done with all the collectibles. I love... Well, that's, I've, like, the longest part, honestly. No, I've got the Lodge stuff. That's I have not done... That's very easy, I think. Like, there I've not are done some, the Lodge stuff. Like, if you just survey the landscapes in each of those areas, um, there's usually some, like, tricks to how you can do it. And the Lodge stuff is... Are you talking about, like, the Hunting Lodge stuff? Yeah, like, where they tell you how to kill stuff specifically. Yeah, dude, that is super fun. Like, that's, like, my favorite, one of my favorite sections of that entire game. Because it leads up, and you eventually start fighting some crazy hard stuff. I think the hardest Red Maw in the entire game you end up fighting... Uh, red Maw? Or, what are they called? Not Red Maw. Snap Maw? I don't think it's... The snap. Alligator? No, the giant... Dinosaurs? Uh, the T-Rex? Whatever those are. I thought Thunderjaw. Thunderjaw. I say Red Maw. Uh, the thunder, the biggest yeah. Thunderjaw in the game uh, is like at the end of that section of missions. It's really like, fun. I think that's really most of the trophies I'm missing besides some narrative ones. I got the armor. I got almost all the collectibles. Yeah. Like, like I could I really thoroughly enjoyed like my... And I get that it's kind of hand-holding in that section, but like I thoroughly enjoyed how that whole dynamic played out within that hunting lodge because there's the one dude who's like the douche who like rules the lodge oh, and he's got no, no 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 i'm not even that far i haven't even completed whatever trials to get into the lodge so wait have you even walked in the front door of the place i don't even know where it is i literally like i have this quest to go do these trials to get these burning suns to go to the hunting lodge oh you should totally do that like, if you haven't even started the quests that are in the Hunting Lodge, then you should do that. That's a great portion of the game that you haven't even done yet. You're still in the part where you have to go to those um, outposts or whatever, and it's yeah. like, hey, uh, there's six of these down there. Kill them with this or something like that. Yeah. Do it in 30 seconds, and you can get That's this. That's what I'm doing, yeah. And after you get a certain amount of Golden Suns or whatever, you get into the Hunting Lodge and you can, like, join them, there's, like, a separate quest in there where you, like, try to join their ranks and move up, and they're, like, all their own separate side quests. And that stuff's super fun. I didn't know that. So, I thought yeah. there were all these little lodge, like, little outpost lodge the, There's, like, a to. larger hunting lodge in the city, and it's an entire section of the game, entire separate, um, like, side quest storyline within the game which is uh, just, like, really fun. Like, they send you kind of all around the world to, like, hunt certain enemies and stuff like that. Like I said, it can get a little bit fetch questy, but... Um, oh, my gosh, this entire game is fetch questy. Overall, like, I really, really enjoyed it. 
I didn't think Grim was super fetch questy. I mean, there's I, portions to it, yes, but like I don't know. You'll most finish a main narrative games. quest, and it'll be like go all the way to the other side of the map to do the next part of the story. Fast travel—that's not too hard. I mean, yeah, I, I always felt like the fast doing, travel points were pretty. Like, I, I felt like there oh, was plenty. Fast of them. travel points are super frequent. Um, like they're not bad because I've unlocked them all. I like I scouted the entire map before I dug into the story. Um. I didn't. I don't. I don't know if I ever asked you. Did you end up liking that second half of the map way more than the first? Because like the environments changed so drastically. Like I like, I loved exploring that second half of the map because there's like the cool canyon stuff. There's uh, the forest that's like in the southern area, um, which leads directly back into the mountains and the wintry area, like where you start. Like I just think the landscapes get really cool in that second part of the map. It looks good. I I didn't find it very interesting combat wise. It didn't change anything for me there except stupid glint hawks everywhere glint hawks are the worst i think i think your worst opinion of 2017 is that you don't like the combat in that game that's max's it worst like it. it's just like it's fine i think it's, it's, it's it is pretty up to par combat in open world shooty games like you shoot stuff with your bow and you kill it I think it's different though i really think those fights are like 10 times more dynamic than you give them credit for like, the way they play out, I felt like it was always different. Like, I have all the... Like, that's the one reason why I'm very excited. I actually excited think they're all to, the same. It's shoot this weak part, I think that the, the way that they... I mean, yeah, at a very bare-bones level, yes. Just like at the bare-bones level, the I could... Parts. Just like at a bare-bones level, I could say Breath of the Wild, it's just stab the thing with your sword. Well, yes. Like, shoot the weak point on the enemy, yes. But I think what is mixes it up is the way that the enemies come at you, I always felt like was different. And then you would also get in these sections where it was, like, different groups of enemies would be, like, thrown together. And it's like, okay, shoot, I've got this dude burrowing under the ground trying to attack me. I've got glint hawks overhead. And then I've got um, these bull things that are trying to charge at me and kill me. So it's like the the, the the situations would, like, always mix themselves up, I felt like. Maybe not as much when you're running just around in the open, but in certain portions of the game, especially the more uh, quest-driven stuff, I felt like it was good about throwing you curveballs with the situations, the combat situations. Found it pretty standard around everywhere i didn't i haven't encountered a fight yet that i was like wow that was really unique or fun where i was just like whoo i wish i could do that again instead i'm running away because i don't want to fight you like i said same your worst hot take of the year right here in july or june or i don't know it's you've july. been playing you've been playing it over the course of two months i, I mean, guess i've been playing it since my birthday so yeah june um Found the story is the best part, I think. The story's really story's good. Like I said, I like I the, a lot of fun with I it. like how that world shakes down and I like the um I like the different group the tribes and how the people come at each other. Actually like I, the, I, I, the I do not like, the... I do not like any of the people that live in the game. I like all the people from the past. I find that super fascinating. All this tribal stuff I'm I not mean, digging. I could I couldn't name you a singular character um, Silence. specifically. But I could tell you that I like the way that the, there's like a certain character model or not model. Um, the way the characters were written, I think, was really well. Um, none of them stand out because I don't think any of them are meant to as much. I don't know. There's um, what is the one dude's name who you kind of follow around there for a while, and he's um, 
uh, he kind of shows you like the backstory of everything, and that's where you start learning all that stuff from. Silence. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's the yeah, the guy from The Wire. Yeah, he's the black guy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's I liked him. Um, oh yeah, he's cool. He's a good character. Um, I like I couldn't tell you any of the like the tribal women people from the opening portion of the game. Um, I know there's like two nice ones and a jerk one mean or one. something yeah. like that. Um, but I, I thought they were all incredibly well written, and I thought that um, again, like the way that they interacted in that world, I, I like I felt like that world is so fleshed out that those characters made sense in that world. It wasn't like okay, like. I don't understand. <laughs> like you're talking, you're talking strange here, or um, you don't feel like you belong here. Like I, I felt like everything in that world is cohesive and like work together with itself. Um, so that was like one of the best things I can say about that game's world building and its story. I guess it jives really well. Yeah, the people and the tribes and stuff jive, and there's a world there and there's history that yeah. you can explore and things. It's cool. Um, but there's, there's not many standout characters, I guess. There's no, uh, there's no Zeke to the Cole or something like that. To use an you know, yeah, Silence would be the only one, and he's interesting. I find his character interesting. Unless but... I guess you're considering, like you said, the people from the past. Where what's her name? Um, Elizabeth. Yeah, unless you're considering her like the main character, which she kind of is. Like if you consider her like the main supporting character. Um, oh yeah i i do i i love all those people from the past i find them very fascinating and i'm curious to see how some of the stuff pans out because you can understand them (laughs) because everybody else in the game talks so strangely and um, no i think everyone in the game talks pretty normal i mean Um, kind of no that's i think they're pretty straightforward like we need medicine go get it or man we were some crazy tribal people and we love it being tribal go kill things like i think they all talk pretty normal like they no no one was crazy hard to understand i think the i mean that's not what i mean i don't mean like everybody in the game talks like they're from the king james bible or something like that it was more just like their vernacular and uh their customs and uh more like the i don't know like with the tribal groups and stuff like that like their religions and stuff are just funny (laughs) like those are the things Praise that I guess sun. I meant are like weird compared to the past people where it's like, oh, normal people that I am used to seeing and, and knowing and stuff like that. Like, yeah, reading all those text logs and stuff like that is like, oh, this makes sense to me because I live in this time period, whereas nothing else in this game is from the current time period that I am presently living in while playing this game. So it's, it's an interesting era. I'm curious to see what they do with the sequel. There's a cool dichotomy there. I'm I'm excited for the DLC. Like I said, like I'm, I when I beat the game, I'll go watch that trailer again and uh, see. I mean, what there's not all. a whole lot to see. It's just kind of like environment shots, and then they show um, Aloy. And that's about it, if I remember correctly. I don't think they show any combat or anything like that. I don't know. I just we'll see. I'm how excited that all for just too. more of that game period, though. Like that's. And I'm like, I'm is it over? Have I finished it yet? I feel guilty not having finished it yet. I can't believe you don't like it more than you do. Or more. I really think it's maybe the best game this year. But uh, um, I really do. Like, I, I think it. I might put it ahead of Zelda right now. If I was oh, to do game crazy. of the year right this moment. 
So Zelda, Zelda hands down. Like I don't even see a competition. I don't know, man. I I think Horizon does a lot of things better than Zelda. Like I like I I so I dove back into Zelda the other day, and I was like starting to have more issues with it than I remembered. Um. So I guess I don't know. Time away from that game gave me a set of fresh eyes with it, but um, it's still fantastic. Don't get me wrong; it's like one of the best games. This I want to say this generation, but I again I don't know what the heck's up with the Switch being like technically generation eight of consoles. I I don't know. Um, Zelda's amazing. I I don't know. I, like I said, I just really really adored Horizon. Like it's one of my favorite games ever. Um. Speaking of games that I felt like I was like pushing myself to get through, though, so I beat Final Fantasy fifteen. That was a thing that I did. Um, I remember you telling me that, but I can't remember if it was on the show or not. I did. I haven't talked about it on the show because last week we didn't talk about anything we've been playing, and uh, last week was when I beat it. So I beat that game. I dove back into it. And I was like, "Yo, I'm just gonna play this." And um, I have a lot of issues with that game. Um. But there are things that it does right. It does very well. Uh, the combat, I was constantly in enjoyment throughout the game, which that was probably my favorite part. I thought the RPG systems built on themselves pretty well. Like, I felt myself getting stronger, and I liked upgrading my characters and getting more AP points and stuff like that. Um, the world and the navigating it part was what I hated. Um that world is so big and spread out and it is so hard to access everything within it because all you have is that stupid car that just like everything is just so spread out in that game, man. And that car can only drive on the roads and better yet, you can only drive at daytime. And uh, it just really makes certain areas of the game super inaccessible and it would just... Like, going into it, I was like, yo, I'm going to totally do all the side quests and um, do all the hunting stuff and get the platinum and blah, 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 blah. By the end of the game, I was so tired of navigating that world. I was like, yo, you know what? I have beaten the story. Um, I'm done. <laughs> and, like, it, I think it's That's kind of good... how I feel about Horizon. Yeah, I, I get it. Like, I... Not to mention, like, the story gets so just up its own butt. Like, it, it gets so insane. Like, I spoilers for Final Fantasy XV. I'm going to tell you this too, Max, because I know you don't give two craps and you're never going to play it. Like, the very end of the game, it all of a sudden, like, you crawl into this crystal and, like, okay, and I'll say this. Like, there are some serious complaints I have with the story outside of the things I'm going to talk about here, um, which I'll get into in a second from, like, a written perspective. Um, but, like, near the end of the game, like, you, like, crawl into this crystal, and it, like, eats you, and then you meet this giant monster, and then all of a sudden time skips forward by ten years, and you wake up, and you're back in the normal world, and Noctis has got longer hair and a beard, and he's like, oh, I'm older Noctis now. And you go out, and you find all your friends, and they're ten years older, too, and... Uh, then you're like, okay, cool. Now we'll go defeat the bad guy. It's like, what on earth just happened? I crawled into a crystal and then now it's 10 years later. And I like it. There's so many parts of that game's story where things were happening. And I'm like, one, why is this happening? Two, why do we need to do this again? And three, I'm, I'm just so confused right now. Like, I don't know. Sounds, anything. sounds very Japanese. Well, it was just like bad. 
it it is very Japanese, yes. But like Kingdom Hearts is very Japanese, but and it gets insane and all over the place, but at least I can put those games together in my head. I went back and I read like a synopsis of the game's story afterwards, and there's like three major story elements that they introduce in Kingsglaive, that movie that came out. And so I was playing through the game and there's like these certain things that are happening that like I'm supposed to know about that I have never seen before in my life. And it's like, oh, yeah, you know this thing, right? This ring? Yeah, here's this ring, man. You know all about this ring. I'm like, I do not know what this ring is. I have no idea what this is. tell me you didn't watch the movie, watch the anime, read the comics, play the mobile game? No, and that was what we were complaining about. That was what we were complaining about last year when they did that event. It's just, I mean, it, it is so crazy. And then chapter 13 is as bad as they say. Like, I can now vouch for that. Holy crap, that chapter is terrible. Like, it is so long and so dry. So the patch just adds a second path where you can choose to play as uh, Gladio and Prompto, I think. Or maybe, no, in in Ignis rather than Noctis. And I was like, you know, I'm going to play as Noctis, though, because I don't really want to play as Gladio. And woo-ha, that that Noctis portion is really bad. I guess they did a bunch of balancing things, too, because originally that section was super hard. Um, so they buffed a lot of weapons and stuff. Because the other thing about Chapter 13, too, is they take away all your weapons and abilities. So that's fun to get as you near the end of the game. Um, and they're like, hey, we're going to introduce these new elements and this new weapon and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, this, hey, this is not fun at all. Why are you doing this to me? Why did you take away the one thing that has been good about this game so far? The combat. And now I'm forced to do all this other stuff. Like, it was just... Not good. The bad guy I thought was terrible. Like the main evil bad dude just like shows up out of nowhere and he's like, ha, I was a bad guy the whole time. And like, uh, there's this weird reveal like three quarters of the way through the game where the main villain is like, I told you my name was this, but my name is actually this. I'm like, that means nothing to me. I don't know what, is that supposed to be like a twist? Like, I I don't get it. (laughs) Like there's just so many things in that game where I was just like, is this supposed it to sounds, mean something? Like, I don't... You know what understand. it sounds like? It sounds like a game that was in development for 10 years and lost its identity, and they just need to get it out. Yeah, I, don't, I, I just... I mean, there are portions of that game that are, like I said, great, but it's just... It, it's just mired behind a bunch of stuff that it was really just wearing on me. Again, the, I, I think my biggest complaint, though, story, story aside, like... It, back to is just goes back to the, the world the world the world like size? that world size it's way too freaking big everything is way too freaking spread out like i was getting side quest after side quest after side quest and it was like one's on one complete end of the other map and one is on the opposite and i'm like okay and i'm somewhere in the middle uh which one do i want to do and it's like okay we can drive you straight to this quest point but it's going to take seven minutes of real time and i'm like you know what's not fun seven minutes of real time driving in a video game can i just please fast travel to anything nearby and remind it sounds like it reminds me, because I played a little bit of Final Fantasy fifteen. it reminds me of No Man's Sky, where it would take minutes to reach new planets. There's, um, so there, I mean, there is fast travel points and stuff like that, too, but that game takes so long to load, like, crazy long load times, too. Like, it'd be like, it's, because it's so big. Yeah, because it'd be like, okay, cool, I'm going to fast travel this place. Like, not even joking, like, two-minute load times. It's like, oh, it sucks. It's like everything in this game takes so long to get to. I'm tired of it. And it was like, 
after I finished the story, I was like, great, cool, Noctis dies, I don't care, I'm done with this stupid game, and I was like, I mean, it's a solid, like, 7 out of 10, like, if I was to review it, I'd give it, like, a 7, but it is just, it has some serious problems, and, yeah, but at least I've beat a Final Fantasy f- game now, I can say that, I you guess. You can say that. So, yay? Now uh, I'm the outlier. Uh, after, um... I don't know. I don't know. I've been playing a couple other things. Um, uh, so I tried Dream Drop afterwards. Um, I played Overcooked too. I don't know if I said that on 99 or not. Overcooked rules. Play that game if you haven't yet. I played it. I find it very stressful. It is awesome. I was playing with 14-year-olds, but... I played that. I played... Um, Night in the Woods, which I talked about a couple weeks ago. I'm looking back here through my list of games I've played this year. Um, played Emily's Away, and I talked about that as well. Um, so played, the only things I've... Two now. Dream Drop Distance I got into, I told for like three-ish hours or so. Um, yeah. I'm Notre Dame. Yeah, I'm Notre, Notre Dame. Dame. Uh, that, uh... The game was annoying me, man. <laughs> like it really holds your hand up front. I'm telling you, it, it does. It, it loosens. It loosens up. And that was the thing. It was like so handholdy coming off of one and two, where it's like, yo, I am like balls deep in Kingdom Hearts right now, <laughs> and like I don't need a new game holding my hand and introducing these pet systems and all this other crap. So there's that one. Two, I miss Donald and Goofy. Can we get Donald and Goofy back in here? Where is Donald and nah, Goofy? You'll, you'll use the same partners for the whole game, and then, like me, you'll get, like, a T-Rex and a Rhino at the end and just be fine. Uh, so I miss my partners because the, it gets rid of that, like, snappy moment-to-moment dialogue, too, which I appreciate about those games. Not that, uh... Gosh! Goofy! Thanks, pal! Stuff like that. Um... Sora. Yeah, I mean, not that that stuff. When like... when Donald heals you after you've already cast your own healing spell or potion, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's only in the first one. Really, they get better. Oh my gosh, Donald. Um, I'm fine. So, I mean, in the first one, my problem though was that Donald wouldn't heal me when I needed it. It's like boop 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 boop, and it's like Donald, please heal me. He's like, what? What? Oh, dead. Use magic. I'm a magic man. Um. So. I don't know, like the dropping element, whatever, it's fine. The opening battle against Ursula is so dumb. Uh, my my biggest problem with it, though, is like the narrative so far. And like that's the thing is that everybody's like, oh, so many things are explained in Dream Drop Distance. And it's like, okay, sure, I'm, pro- I'm sure. But like, the, like up front, like the exposition at the start of that game is like non-existent. Like, before you know it, it's like, boom, you're in Traverse Town. Hey, here's this pet. Hey, here's this. It's like, what on earth is going on? And I know you're what's going on. that mark of mastery. I know what's going on because you're, like, in your own head the whole game, right? Or something like that. You're, like, you're both asleep. Yeah. Doing so, the dream thing. Yes. Saving those dream worlds. Yes. To get your mark of mastery. Yes. So, but, like, it never really tells you that. It's just like, yo, mark of mastery, you ready? Yeah, we're ready. I don't know. Ready. I feel like Yen Sid tells you. I, th- I thought he this. just said, uh, I thought at the start of the game, he was just like, uh, mark a mastery test. You guys ready? And they're like, yeah, okay, sure, we're ready. And then, like, the next thing you know, it's like, dive. And it's like, what What on earth? Like, that was a very jarring transition. Okay, though, I guess I'm diving into Traverse Town now. 
Um, it's I, I don't know. There's just a bunch of things I, I wasn't digging about it. Um, combat system feels okay for the most part. The jumping around stuff's okay. I'm still kind of getting used to that, though. Um, the enemies or lames can be, like, <laughs> I don't know. There's just a bunch of things so far that I'm like, this sucks. Like, I do not like this. Um, I mean, I'll play through it at some point, but I, I just was like, I got like it's, three hours. It's like in. I told it doesn't translate well to console. It um, was, um, I mean, part that, but then part partially, they, like I said, they just ripped out a bunch of elements of those games that like, I appreciate. Like, I like the heavy exposition up front in those games. Like, all of those games yeah, take a while to get into, but this one was taking a while to get into because of tutorials and garbage like I mean, that. Whereas the, last... the other ones take a long time to get into because there's like hours of narrative setup. But at least that narrative setup pays off. This one, it was like, hey, we're going to tell you how to play the game for the next 90 minutes. I'm like, this is awful. Well, also, back to your partner thing. I mean, Kingmarts 2 was the last game with partners. I mean, I guess, yeah. But so actually, the... Dream Drop... Those are the important the ones. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know. it's I I I do love the combat in that game because it takes that command deck that I love, adds flow motion, which I think is really good, and then um, I do think the narrative is pretty darn sweet toward the end. Like yeah, the the, the setup how, for three is going to be great. How long does it take to get to like the good narrative beats where it's like, what? Oh, Aqua Terra Inventus. Like, when does that stuff start coming up? It'll come. Like just give me like a time estimation. Like I don't, I, mean, I don't care. I mean, if I, I'm trying to remember like kind of the nitty gritty in the middle. I don't know. We'll f- we'll figure. It, it takes. Out. Uh, well, like I also I, said, I hate. I like the dynamic of going back and forth between Riku and Sora, but I didn't like that. I was like in the middle of Notre Dame, and it's like game over. Time to drop is Riku, and it's like what? No, <laughs> I don't want to do that. And now that I'm back in Traverse Town, or I guess I didn't drop back into Traverse Town, but I was like, hey, you're back here now. I'm like, well, that sucks. I just got out of this place. Like I don't want to come back here. So that was kind of annoying. Like, you're going to be just following each other's footsteps the whole game, I guess. Um, I don't know. I got, I'll get back to it at some point. Just It was not clicking with me the afternoon I put some time into it. So I surveyed my stack of 45 other games that I currently have. And I was like, what should I play right now? Huh? And spend some time thinking about that. And... um. I actually had Grant, so Grant came over and we, we recorded his segment for episode 100 last week. And I was like, Grant, help, help me choose a game to play because I have too many of them. And he's like, you should play Nier Automata. I'm like, okay, did not expect you to choose that game, but yeah, I will play Nier Automata. Nier Automata is awesome. Nier Automata is super good, dude. Like the combat in that game is excellent. Um, the world is like really strange, but like. Unlike anything I've seen before, I'm totally getting into what this game's doing uh, story-wise. And they're like, I don't know what's really happening um, within the grander scheme of things, but it's like dropping these subtle narrative hints every now and then. I'm like, that's going to be important later. I I have a feeling that's going to be very important. Um, The combat, though, like I said, feels very good. It's a basic... I wouldn't say basic because there's some other different elements to it. But uh, it's a hack and slash game for the most part. Um, so it plays like a God of War or something. Isn't like it that, Platinum? It's Platinum, yes. So yeah. Platinum developed, okay. Square published. Um, and it f- just feels like really good, dude. Like I'm totally liking that uh, how it plays so far and just how it feels. 
Um, the um, here, like here I a said, lot of people like the story. Yeah, so I died. There's 26 different endings to that game, and um, <sighs> I'm going to play them all. Um, but the the thing I've heard about it too, and I don't know how much. Again, I don't know how much you actually know about this game, but like. They're called different playthroughs and different endings, but it's like, from what I've gathered or what I've heard about the game at least, is that like every ending kind of builds on itself. So like when you do start another quote unquote playthrough, it's almost like a continuation of the last one in some ways. So like I was told it was actually all like acts, like it's a yes. flow. It's yes. you're not actually starting over from square yes. one. So I mean, but to, like specifically, so I played through the opening demo. And I died accidentally. I was like, oh, no, I died. And the credits rolled. And it was like, game over. And it was like, you have achieved ending W. And I was like, oh, shoot, I just accidentally died. And there's one of the 26 endings to this game. And then I started it over. And it was like, new game. And I had to start over. And I was like, oh, okay, sure. Like, the actual, like, the first 30 minutes of that game were kind of brutal. Because there's, like, no save points or anything. And you have to beat it straight through. And there's a boss fight at the end that's kind of tough. Um, but... I, I like how the game is playing out so far. And it's like just I it's just a super intriguing world and um I'm blanking the characters a lot and uh there's just like these weird sections of the map too. It's kinda open world too, because once you get down on Earth, um you start running around and there's like a bunch of different areas of that game to explore and um you run into some like super unique locations. Like I ran earlier into this like castle slash the theme park like rundown theme park that like a bunch of robots like own now it's like what the heck is this place um i mentioned it on twitter but there's like one scene where you come up on a bunch of robots who are like all having sex but it's like they're they like they don't know what they're doing because they're like you come up on them and you're like what are they doing and your partner's like oh they're just mimicking humans or something like that it's like what the heck is going on here there's just a bunch of really odd scenes it in that It sounds game. like an abstract game. It's kind of abstract, but it's also like saying something too. Um, like I said, I like where it's going so far, and I'm interested to see how it plays out. And then the game, like I mean, again, the gameplay is good enough to coincide with that story. So it's like, oh, the gameplay is keeping me entertained. The story is unique, and I like traversing around and figuring out everything and finding new locations. And then the story is great on top of that. Okay, great. Like, that's a that's the makings of a fantastic game right there. Like, it is just checking all of the boxes so far. And plus, there's some cool, like, it is a JRPG, so there's, like, some cool um, RPG mechanics, and you're constantly leveling up and stuff like that. So there's, like, some cool behind the behind the curtain things too like with how you deal damage to your opponents and stuff like that so it's fun like i'm really enjoying it so far and it's like scratching that itch so i'm like cool i'm gonna run with this now so that sounds be the like game a I plan play. stan that'll be the game i play also soundtrack phenomenal fantastic soundtrack like holy crud like one of the best this year like and that's saying something there's like way too many great soundtracks this year though which we will talk about later in the show in the second half of the show um but yeah, so far, really digging that game soundtrack amongst everything else that it is also doing quite well. So you should check that one out. I don't know. You won't, but I will tell you that you should, even though I know ahead of time that you won't. That's pretty accurate. Yeah. Uh, I got too many games to play myself. What do you Still have? Sit. You've only got Persona, really, right? 
I got Persona. I'm still sitting on Wolfenstein and Mordor. Oh, I guess that's true. Yeah. And then I want to finish, obviously, Horizon. And then I've got Resident Evil. And then before and, you know it, we'll have Uncharted. And uh, then there's going to be that Mario and Rabbids game, which I'm going to say and, don't buy. At least not up front. And Splatoon. Are you buying Splatoon, though? Really? I really want to, and I'm trying to see if I can afford it. But if I can't afford it, I obviously won't buy it. You should pass on Splatoon, I think. We should both pass on Splatoon. I'm going to say that for both of us. But there's going to be so many of my friends playing. I know, which is why I'm saying we should pass together. And then when we both have some more money together, then we can invest in it at the same time. And just drag each other around. Yeah. We could do that. Because there's a lot. I mean, here's what I mean. I feel like you're going to have to make this decision now. Personally, just knowing how your money situation is. Would you rather play Mario and Rabbids or Splatoon? I feel like if you buy one, you're not going to get the other. Is that an accurate-ish statement? I guess, yeah, with Uncharted. With Uncharted also. in the middle. And, and Sonic, Sonic. Mania. <laughs> and, and, and Super Hot. And Undertale is going to come out at some point, And a bunch of other stuff. Yeah, and then September. Destiny. And Metroid. Tell me you're just buying the game for Destiny, though. None oh, I am, yeah. Okay, I was going to say, don't just do uh, the, I'm, I'm buying don't it kill yourself and do the super crazy whatever bundle. No, I saw extreme. that collector's edition and saw what it came with for $250 and said, I'll pass. And then I don't need that bonus content, digital whatever. Yeah. I'm just going to buy it digitally um, for 60 bucks. That's smart. Because I pl- I, I'm sure I'll play that game enough where I don't need to like worry about popping the disc in it. That's like my other thing too, thing. though. Now, like I've said, like with my Switch, I'm like totally on board for digital. So like Splatoon's coming out, and I'm like, yeah, I'd like to have Splatoon. But it's like, hmm, I want to buy it digitally, though. So that kind of blows because, I mean, I got to spend 60 bucks on it. And I've got these memberships at places like Best Buy and Amazon, uh, Amazon, where I can get the game twenty percent off, but it's like I don't want to swap my cards out constantly. So yeah, I don't know. It's uh, yeah, that's the way that cookie crumbles too. It's uh, yeah, the rest of this year is looking real tight on video games. It's like that's why I'm what, saying now, like you gotta, I don't know, think ahead. But I really want Splatoon. I do too, but I think it if looks we, so good. How much would you play it though? I'm curious. I think I would play a lot. I would definitely go through single player yeah but that's like what three or four hours probably if that i can't imagine it's very long can you i'd give it a little more credit than three or four hours i mean how long was the first one five to seven i have no idea i didn't play it i mean it's just the same sort of thing isn't it where it's like kind of like a battlefield or something like that where it's like it's single player but technically it's just the multiplayer again don't tell anyone (laughs) it's kind of like i don't know there seems to be a narrative behind this one they're really pushing some narrative stuff they are not i'm not looking for the next you know great video game narrative but you know i think they're "Hmm, narrative wise uncharted the lost legacy or splatoon 2 yeah and i've got that i'll probably spend the 15 dollars credit on super hot um because um, I want Uncharted physically to go with all my other Uncharted stuff. Shelf. Yeah, yeah, to put it next that. to. 
I've got a 20% off code for PlayStation right now that I've been trying to decide on? what to use it on. Super hot. No. It's only that I'm, I'm going to re- probably review that game if I had to imagine. Uh, you should use it. So I'm thinking about... I'm, th- I'm thinking like down the line. I Well, again, with Uncharted, I could get... I'm trying to think of something I guess I want digitally, you know, like something later this year. Plus, Uncharted's only 40 bucks, so I feel like if I want to get my most out of it, I should use it on a $60 game, if that makes sense. So Kind of, yeah. I'll have to look down the line and see what's coming out and maybe choose there. I also know October is going to be ridiculously expensive. But I'll just prioritize Mario. Yes, it will. But you'll also have wedding money or something. Is wedding money a thing? I don't know. Ask for video games. You know, I'll ask Abby permission if we can use the money we get from our wedding if I can buy Mario. Just put some video games on your registry, doofus. Actually, actually. doesn't have video games on the registry. Actually, Max, I'm not joking. (laughs) If you want me to buy you some video games as a wedding present, I will do that for you. I don't know if Abby was Keep me, it low key between us. Me, Mario, and Michael can be like, "Hey, we bought you uh, like three games you really want. Don't tell your wife." Here you go. <laughs> that would be actually pretty funny. That would be cool. But yeah, I don't know. I want Splatoon really bad, but Rabbids looks really good. Yeah. And I won't pass on Uncharted. Of course you <laughs> no. won't. No. I won't pass on Metroid. Are you gonna pass on Knack too, though? Because that's first week of September. I mean, <laughs> when you are at the Louvre, do you pass on the Mona Lisa? No. Exactly. Typically not. I'm not kidding. I like total... you're part of the PlayStation Nation. You do not skip on Knack Till. We, we got to get it in news here, but total 100% honesty, I will purchase Knack 2 on day one, and I'm not lying about that. And I say that because, again, Grant Callahan, friend of the show, wants to play through that game with me desperately. So I would not be shocked if he purchased it and was like, hey, we're playing this game now. Just thought you should know. So that would be great. I bet me and him actually maybe buy that together or something. I don't oh, know. It's for 20 bucks maybe, each. Yeah. That's an investment right there. There you go. So oh my goodness. then I play through it too. Let's, Let's do news, because there's plenty of there's it. Kingdom of Hearts God. 3 garbage, Spider-Man garbage, all kinds of garbage. Uh, as Let's, we've mentioned... Quick stuff. Yeah, so Let's as we mentioned, Super Hot VR, Super Hot coming out to PS4 this week. We knew about that from E3 when they revealed it there. I will be playing VR this week. I will let you know how it is next week. I am super, super, super excited to play this game as well. Um, this is the VR game I have had circled for quite some time, when we had our episode a couple months back about which PC games we'd like to see come to console, we said Undertale and Super Hot were the two big ones, and they're both coming to PS4 soon. Uh, that's the other thing. Again, I know I mentioned it, but Undertale is going to slot in here within the next three I or know. four weeks. I'd Don't say. Stop! And it's coming to Vita. <laughs> so I bet that one's like I bet that's fifteen bucks though. If yeah, I had to but guess. still, I think it's coming. I may use that twenty percent off code honestly, and just put like Sonic. Pyre, um, Undertale, and like three or four things in my cart, and then just use the twenty percent off on all of them, and get them all at once. Maybe that's dumb though. I don't know. Well, it's kind of smart. Do a really big purchase. Yeah, we'll see though. Oh, and you know, don't forget Matterfall as well in there. Matterfall. I will. Uh, I think I'm reviewing that, so we should be good there. But we'll see. All right. Um, so super hot out. Super hot out this week. Very very. You excited. mentioned the other one. 
yeah. alongside Matterfall is yeah, Nidhogg Two is coming out, which Max is not familiar with. And if you're not familiar with it, holy crap, you should familiarize yourself with it rather quickly. Um, it's a side-scrolling kind of fighting game, I guess, in a sense. Um, you should look up gameplay for it, Max, because I think even if you watch like two minutes of gameplay, you'll be like, oh. I can understand how this is incredibly fun and I would like to play this game. Uh, it is so... Me and Michael Ruiz played it together at PlayStation Experience last year. It is just a ton of fun. <laughs> like, it is... You're, so you're trying to get to the other end of the map, Max. And so you're... Like, let's say I'm on the right and you're on the left. That means I would be trying to run past you on the left side of the screen and you'd be trying to run past me to the right side of the screen and we're each trying to get to the furthest end of the map first and whoever reaches the end goal on the end wins however um one person is like defending and one person is attacking so let's say i was running at you then i would need to like kill you and then run past you but then you'll spawn again and try to stop me again um and whoever kills the previous person is the it then shifts to the other direction so I don't know if that makes any sense. You'll have to just watch some gameplay about it. It's 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 so fun. Like if you, it's like the perfect couch golf game. It's so fun. Um, Maybe it should come to Switch. It's um uh, I doubt it does. I think Nidhogg was PS4 only. I don't think it came was to anything it? else. I thought it was PC. Uh no, it was on PS4. The first one was for sure because it's on on sale all the time. No, I meant like I thought it was like. You said exclusive, and I thought I was just saying I thought it was on PC as well. Oh, 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 no, no, no! I meant I meant console exclusive. I'm sorry. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, PC and uh, PS4 was what it was on before, and that's what it's on this time, I think, too. So, a ton of fun. Um, other news: Nino Kuni 2 has been delayed from November into January, so it is now in that, of course, early 2017 window or 2018, 2018. window, which is already stacked as can be with that and God of War and. Um, couple other things that escape me at this moment in time but um God, yay I, i'm fine that it's pushed to 2018 sure that's uh, good we don't need it right now no we don't because it looks cool and i would like to play it and i like that art style and i like rpgs and i'm trying to play more japanese games and like yeah you can push that one that's fine with me <laughs> get out of here i'll play sounds good else. to me uh yeah fingers crossed that we get like three more delays coming up dude because like Actually, that's what sucks, though. Is like In the past, it was like, please delay games out of fall into empty spring. And now it's like, oh, God, they just delayed it into a spring, which is already busy. So now spring's <laughs> even busier. It's spring, like, spring needs to calm down. It's a lose-lose slash win-win, depending on how you look at it. Because on one hand, we're getting great games nonstop. On the other hand, I don't have enough time to play. I don't have time for all this. Time and money is killing me. Mainly time. I can purchase these games and they can sit on my stinking shelf, but it doesn't mean I'm going to do anything with them. Uh, I just, I, I mean, I call in Moriarty. He used to talk all the time about how we should just take a year off from games. The entire industry at large, I would be in favor of that decision. I would, I would love that. Um, but unfortunately, it will never happen. But yeah, Nino Kuni's delayed to January. So uh, yeah, that's a thing. Other than that, Max, there was a little thing yesterday that happened at uh, D23, big uh, Disney Expo thing that you may have heard. Big of. one, yeah, huge. So um, the big news yesterday thought, is that they, they showed off all sorts of cool movies and games. Yeah. So the big news yesterday was that they showed off. 
five minutes of Infinity War footage, which we are now going to talk about and analyze here now for you. Uh, uh, I wish we could do that because that footage isn't out yet. Did you read it about it, though? No, because I, I want to see it first. I want to see it like before I read about it. Can I tell you one so, thing? Sure. Supposedly, <laughs> Thanos throws a moon at a planet and just blows the planet up. <laughs> All right, I dig. So that's gonna be that movie, I guess. They I mean, said I'm th- super stoked for that one. They said they're not gonna reveal any footage, I think, until like this fall, maybe, or maybe Which next is- week. And they lied, and it's at San Diego Comic Con. Who knows? Um, that sounds cool. More Star Wars footage came out, which I duck and covered from. I ducked uh, too. I'm like, I'm good. I it's a behind the it. scenes thing, so I guess technically it really couldn't spoil much. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm hiding. They my did eyes. new posters as well. I saw the posters. The posters were good. So, um, but yeah, the big stuff, not movies. We aren't a movie podcast. Uh, games. So, unless you were sleeping under a rock, Disney owns like a third of the world. And part of that third of the world includes um, Star Wars and Marvel, which they own. Or I guess technically Lucasfilm, did you, whatever. Did you did you know that Disney owned Star Wars and Marvel? Did you know that? that yeah. they They own it all? They just own the whole thing. Um, so there's three or four big things to talk about that came out of D23. Because they had a gaming press conference yesterday where they talked about all of their big games coming up so that included spider-man from marvel games and insomniac they had star wars battlefront 2 which is of course coming out on november 17th of this year and i'm very excited for that and then they talked about kingdom hearts 3 which we all knew was coming because they revealed that trailer last month at the kingdom hearts world tour orchestra thing and they said we would learn more on july 15th at d23 and hey yesterday was july 15th and it was d23 so we learned more about it um let's uh you want to save kingdom hearts for last because i assume that'll be what we talk about the most yes okay so get this star wars and marvel thing out of the way well i mean there wasn't a whole lot talked about so brian intahar intahar i think is his name is the creative director on spider-man he came out and talked about that you were saying that there wasn't a lot to really learn about that game as a spider-man freak like they were i mean there wasn't anything new i guess but it was more just like them talking about the process of creating the game and they came out with a new behind the scenes trailer talking more about that as well um i guess that web that web swinging looks good web swinging looks very good um so they were just talking on stage mainly about the process behind creating the game and stuff like that and um how they know what fans want and where their inspirations are coming from and basically i don't know he confirmed as much that there's gonna be a but uh, a ton of villains in the game the portion we saw at e3 is like near the opening of the game which was also cool to know about that that wasn't some way late portion of the game um what else was there oh then the one well i guess the one big notable thing he said too he asked everyone if they had read Ultimate Spider-Man. And he was basically saying that that was kind of where their influence was coming from. That Ultimate Spider-Man is still Spider-Man, but it's its own continuity and it's its own story. And they put their new, they put their certain touches on the characters that are so well known in that universe. But the Ultimate version of it puts its own spin on them. And they said that's what they're doing with the game. Is that yes, it is Spider-Man. And it's going to be all the same characters that we know. 
But, I mean, similar to, like, the white logo on his chest, they're going to make plenty of other creative decisions with other characters in the game and other things like that to put their own spin on them as well, which was, like, super exciting for me to hear that they're, like, they know, those guys know what makes a good Spider-Man game. And, like, everything they were saying yesterday, like, they talked about the story, too, and, like, hey, we know that every good Spider-Man story begins with Peter Parker and like the Peter side of the story has to be just as important as the Spider-Man story because like that dynamic and that dichotomy between those two sides of his life is what is important and what makes him a standout character and like blah, 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 blah. And they like went on with stuff like that. And to me it was just like, yes, 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 yes. Okay. You get it. You get it. Like the Peter stuff is what needs to be important in that game to me. Like if I'm going to go on a soapbox rant about Spider-Man, like that is, while it's not the most fun to play as, like we have to see that side of his life fleshed out within the game because then I think it's that stuff that then impacts when you are in the suit and you are swinging around and stuff like that. And you, they have to nail that, and it sounds like they really know what they're talking about. So It, lo- it reminds me a lot of Arkham. Like the Rocksteady took the Batman series, especially with City and Night, and really told their own story um, with that. And granted, they didn't make a ton of changes to like yeah, I mean, it Batman felt, himself, it felt like the but they did. They in did. A lot of ways. They told the story and really kind of used the villains in I think interesting ways, especially in City and Night. Um, so I think I, you know, I think they they definitely have to be looking at that because I think the Batman, the Arkham series, is probably the most successful superhero game yeah, franchise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so. Like the, I think they look at that as an influence. So it's kind of a. They've already they've game. already said as much too. A couple of weeks ago, I think they said that like yeah, the Arkham games like they're great. We've looked at those, and I I think they even like flat out mentioned them by name. So yeah, like so yeah, they've been upfront with. They know how to do an open world game with Sunset Overdrive, and um, I think they're really honing in, like you were saying, on what makes a good Spider-Man game, but also what makes a compelling Spider-Man just in general yeah yesterday so yesterday they spent most of the time talking about where they're coming from with the story um that was kind of the basis of the panel they really they didn't show off any new gameplay they again they showed that behind the scenes video but that was all based on footage that we had already seen from the demo at e3 um so we saw like just a couple seconds of quick new footage in there like the one thing with him flipping the car over and then there was like one swinging sequence that was different that we hadn't seen before but again it was just one swing you know, out, out of the so literal thousands frame by frame do. analysis for 30 minutes yeah like you will literally do thousands of swinging moves in that game but just seeing like one new one it's like oh that's new oh my gosh like uh, i mean i'm freaking out about it at least and like, it still looks really good like it is easy for me to say at this point like hands down my most anticipated game like i don't know if it was before like I don't know because it was weird because we were in like that early part of the year where it was like I'm excited for Mass Effect and I'm excited for Zelda like now like there's so many good things coming out but dude this like for me is like just so far and away like the very I want this game so badly right now like this I'm going to lose it when this game comes out Um, I seriously like cannot get enough information about this game I'm so incredibly excited um so yeah, you can go watch that panel if you want to see a little bit more about what they said. But from a Spider-Man freak myself, I uh, they're everything that I wanted them to say yesterday, they said. So as a very 
and I've talked to you about this too, and I don't know, I've mentioned it on the podcast too, but like, I'm very specific with what I have in mind for how I want this game to be. And every, literally everything they said yesterday, like comforted me and made me feel good about that. So I am like, just get ready to be completely disappointed. Shut your mouth. I am like overwhelmingly positive about this game right now. Like I, I, I can't, I cannot wait for it. So yep, I'm going to be a steaming pile of trash. I don't think it's likely. We'll no, I think that game's going to be pretty dope. And if you want to see, if you want to read more about that, I wrote a feature this week about Spider-Man as well. Talked about... What? Logan, you talked more about Spider-Man? Talked what? more about Spider-Man. Uh, I wrote a feature Which that's up on... Do- how much you hate Miles coming? That's, uh, that's in audio form on many podcasts, I think. I've actually still got to read those books since I have them now. Um, but no, I wrote a feature that's up on Little Shockers from the past week. It uh, basically says like things that... What did, what did I title it? Like, what I what I want from Insomniac Spider Man after watching Homecoming. So it was like things that I saw within Homecoming that I was like, dude, they should totally put that in the game. Like, it's basically an art. I just wrote about like four or five things that I saw in hum, Homecoming or noticed in Homecoming that I'm like, they should totally put that in the game. So we'll see if they do or not. But you can find that on Dual Shockers. Um, besides that, uh, let's stick with Marvel then, I guess, because there's a couple of other Marvel things they. Uh, talked about Lego Marvel superheroes for a second, blah, 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 blah. Um, nothing much there. The, um, the homemade Spider-Man costume from Homecoming is coming to that game. So that'll be a playable character. Hooray. Um, and then the other thing, which I knew they were going to reveal yesterday, Max, as I was watching the event and I know you weren't, but, um, early on in the show, they were like, and we've got two new games we're going to reveal today too. And right away I was like, it's VR. I know it is VR. It's, this is the Marvel VR game they've talked about. Um, Marvel has talked for a while about how they've been playing around with VR and, um, how they've dipped their toes into that. And maybe they'd have more to talk about in the future about that. Um, so they revealed this new game that's coming exclusively. So I don't know. Did you see who is developing this Max? It's Oculus, but did you see the studio they're working with? No, because you will find this interesting and you're also going to find it very sad because it means that another game you want is probably not in existence. Um, so Marvel powers United VR is coming to Oculus and it is being developed by the Oculus studio in conjunction with Sanzaru games. Oh, I did see that on Twitter. I was like, Sanzaru making a VR game. <laughs> so no! it's, uh, I thought it looked pretty bad, honestly. Like, I, I haven't seen any footage of it. It uh, looked uh, like just enemies are running at your face and you punch them or you shoot them as Rocket Raccoon or you uh, shoot them with the laser beam as Captain Marvel. Rocket or Raccoon? Is that what you just said? Rocket Raccoon is in the game. What did I say? Raccoon? Okay. You said Raccoon. Rocket Raccoon. Rocket Raccoon. Uh, so what would redeem this is if there's a skin in the game for Rocket, a Sly Cooper skin. That would be pretty cool. You put a little hat on them. Cane guns. Cane pistols. I mean, some of Sly's relatives. That's not going to happen. It's it's exclusive on Oculus, which is on PC. What do you think? Sony's going to (laughs) swoop in and be like, hey, yeah, you can use our PlayStation character. Sure, go ahead. (laughs) Um, Cool, I guess. I mean, not surprising. You you should look up the trailer. I I was not impressed by anything they can. I was not impressed by it, but at least they're doing something with VR. That's the point I'm at now with where, like, hey, at least you're doing VR and you're a big studio. I'm happy to see that. Uh, Unfortunately, you were not bringing it to the VR headset that is sold 
more than twice of Oculus and Vive put together. So that's probably kind of dumb. I'm, I'm sure that we'll, went through, did ya? I'm sure they'll bring it over at some point. That seems to be how everything's going with PSVR right now, where it's like, oh, this game's not on PSVR. I'll give it six months. And then it typically is. Except, yeah, eh, kind of six months was super hot, I guess, since we found out it did come out, like, what, late last year? We had an argument Early about this that year. Or, was it early this year? See, I can't yeah. remember. Um... But, yeah, that didn't look great. And then, so, transitioning to the Star Wars stuff, um, they talked about Battlefront, which we'll get into in a second, but I guess sticking with headset things, they showed off uh, this augmented VR projects they're working on. Augmented uh, reality. If you uh, if you really wanted to play Hollow Chess, the game from the Millennium Falcon from A New Hope that Chewie and C3R2 are playing against each other, like, I guess you could totally play that now. Um I think AR is dumb, so I just do not care about this at all. Like, it's it's so much more to me of a... Um, I can't think of the word for it. There is a perfect word for it. Um, I uh, see AR as more a tool I see, than a game. I see. It's What is the word for, like, coming and going very quickly? A fad? Yes, it is a fad. Um, that's how AR has been around for a while though. Yeah, I know. But as far as it's, uh, it's uses with the gaming, like you said, it's more of a tool as far as it's uses with gaming. I see it being very much a fad where it's like, Oh, this will be gone in two or three years. Whereas I think VR is going to continue to evolve and take some new shapes and forms over the coming years. Like I think VR, we're at the point where it like makes sense and it's just about getting people to buy in and continuing, continuing to improve that technology, Whereas AR, I think, is going to be left by the side of the road within a couple of years, at least for gaming purposes. So, I don't know. I, I just... It's a thing that's happening. Yeah, so like, they, so they shut off some Star Wars stuff with it, and they're like, oh, wow, like, soon you'll be able to swing a lightsaber and stuff like that, too. I'm like, you know... Why like, is this I, not in VR? Like, I just don't care. <laughs> sure. why, I, why is this not on my PlayStation? Yeah, I just don't care, really. Like, okay. Like, it's cool, but... Like, I'm not going to want to buy an AR headset, and I, I don't know. Like, it's in conjunction with Lenovo and a couple other groups, so we'll see what comes from that. Also, quick side, aside real quick, um, Jacksepticeye and whoever the other chick was that was hosting this yesterday, dear God, I am so sick of YouTuber influencer types. Like, it's it's at the point where it's like... I'm longing for a corporate suit to host these events, which is like so strange because they're usually terrible at it. But like bringing these constant influencers in where they're like totally overhyping everything and acting so much more excited than they are. And they're just like loud and obnoxious. And I please go away or please, please companies EA and Disney, I guess are the two that have done it now because EA did it with EA play a little bit too. Like, Oh, EA play was rough. Stop please stop <laughs> like i this is just get somebody out there to talk straight to us about what is going on like it's just cringy like ubisoft's press conference this year was 10 times better because it was so much more uptight don't you think like aisha tyler's a good host but it's like they kind of just came I don't out know. I, like, I did miss aisha i did but it's also like 
bad jokes, very much more cringeworthy. Like this year, I mean, is like, companies, companies yo, come up with some bad jokes too, man. Yo, I'm Yves. Let's bring out Shigeru Miyamoto. There's that dude in the front row. He made that game. He's crying. Let's get our next dude out here. Oh, he made this cool game about pirates ships blowing each other up. Like, did you know that you liked cars and the crew? Well, guess what? You can drive everything yeah, I now. During that part, but uh, I don't know. It just seemed more straightforward. I get tired of the. The YouTubers seem like they got to put on a shtick the whole time. It's like, holy crap, can we just talk about what we're here to talk about? This is so tiring. Uh, Star Wars Battlefront 2, let's talk about that. So, pew, pew. this is what they opened with. Roger. And um, they didn't really show off a lot, which was kind of disappointing. Um, I've expected them to talk about the campaign stuff for a while now, a bit more, because that's the one portion of the game that they really haven't touched on. And they brought out Janina Gavankar, Gavankar yesterday, who plays Aiden Versio in the game, and she was talking about her role, and they released another behind-the-scenes uh, trailer for the game. And... Uh, I don't know, they were showing some mocap stuff, and they were showing uh, some of the different worlds you'll go to, and some new snippets of gameplay, and some concept art, like, stuff like that. Um, But really, like, they didn't talk about anything that we haven't already known, which I guess they're just going to be silent about until released at this point. Like, we know what the hook of the campaign is, and I guess there's really uh... not much else to see until we play it for ourselves in November, right, at this point? Like... I suppose, or there is nothing else, and that's all she wrote. No, I mean, there's going to be more. Like, I know it's it'll just, it'll be interesting. I, I guess they're just. I guess I expected them to show off like an actual like, hey, here is how this level plays. That's what I'm curious about at this point. Is how does it actually uh, play? Because that'll probably be that'll probably be preview season. Um, in the fall, maybe in September. Yeah, like yeah. I could see a preview like IGN. Like because the people who went and played the or people who played the game at uh, EA Play it was all behind closed door stuff and they all like there's no footage of it out there that you can watch right now um, so it's just like hey I played the campaign for 20 minutes and here's how it works which like you can read about but it's like okay cool like curious to see though how this is gonna work for an entire campaign and how long it is and stuff like that I think the story sounds great though like. Uh, Walt and Mitch at uh, EA have like they've got a really super cool story, I think. And like I'm as a Star Wars nerd, like I'm very very excited to play it. Um, so I will definitely be diving into it once I buy the game. Um, the thing that I thought was funny yesterday during the stream, and you didn't see this, but the dude who opened the show, like the Disney corporate suit dude, whatever you want to call him, I can't remember his name. Um, he was talking about. Um, he came out and he was like introducing Janina Gavankar and he was like, I'm so excited because we have Battlefront 2 coming out later this year and my daughters are here in the crowd today and I'm so happy that we have a female lead in the game and Janina Gavankar, I'm like, hold on a second. You're wanting your daughters to look up <laughs> to a stone cold imperial commander who probably murders all kinds of innocent people. Like it's just, I just thought it was funny. That, like this dude's like it's celebrating good, good the fact that has kids, you know yeah he's like my children have a nice female role model to look up to this imperial commander who's a bloodthirsty <laughs> war criminal like I just thought it was funny uh, it's all a matter of perspective yeah who's good who's bad um I don't know I'm excited for the campaign though like it looks good I'm excited for the game as a whole like I was gonna say the campaign's the only part I'm excited for. It is uh, multiplayer. In the VR part. Multiplayer is really fun, though. Multiplayer is way better than the last part. 
it's a game. So I'll say that. I don't know. I'm sure you hated the multiplayer last time, but it's uh, a ton. It's a lot different now. So there's many things that have changed within that game. But uh, they also brought John Boyega out and they talked to him and blah, 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 blah. What? They brought Ben out on stage. I told you, man. I told you. I knew he was going to be the one they'd go to from the cast. Because they always do that. Stupid tweet. That was a that was a uh, that was a good prediction at E3, if I do say so myself. Uh, all right, Max. Let's, let's do this go. last bit. Kingdom Hearts. Kingdom it's Hearts. Beautiful. It was fine. It wasn't that good. It was that. No, I'm kidding. Um, so Tetsuya Nomura came out and talked about Kingdom Hearts three. It was funny. So you weren't watching the stream, like I said. But they're no. like, are you guys ready for Kingdom Hearts 3? Yeah. Are you guys ready for Kingdom Hearts 3? Yeah. Then let's go. And they played <laughs> the, the same, same trailer. trailer from last month. And like yeah. the Twitch chat was like, oh, my God, what is going on? And this is the worst thing ever. <laughs> like it was just like, man, D- D- Square is the biggest troll, troll company I have ever seen in my life. So then they played through that whole three minutes. And then uh, Tetsuya Nomura finally comes out and they like have to translate everything between him and it's like taken so much longer to do that because you can't just have an actual like uh in in real time conversation with the guy so so then the translating is taking a long time and then he's like saying like are you ready for for the reveal and then they have to translate that and she's like mr namura says are you ready for the reveal and then he has to say something else and it's just like the tension just keeps building and everybody's like about to explode it was just it was funny that's the point yeah um so, Kingdom Hearts 3. Uh, Toy Story! Toy Story is the big reveal. Finally! Yes. So, this was... If you were watching the stream yesterday, Max, I don't... Again, you didn't see this, but early on, they said something about, like, blah, 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 blah. We here at Disney are so excited because of all of our partners. And they splashed up on the screen Marvel, Lucasfilm, and Pixar. And I was like, Pixar! totally going to be a Pixar world. Which one's it going to be? Then probably Toy Story then. So like, as soon as I saw that symbol, I was like, it's got to be Toy Story. And then like, of course, once the trailer starts, it's like, oh, I recognize this color palette and that xylophone. Like that, that was all I had to see. And I was like, oh, okay. I know where we are. Yeah. You see the floor. You yeah. Know. It, um, gosh, it looks good. It looks, it really looks good. like a, it looks like a Pixar movie. Yeah, it does. And it, uh, that game, Looks real close to being done. I have to. I need to watch the uh, the English version now because it was the Japanese uh, dub. No, you don't. Is Unless it... you want to read subtitles. Oh, is it just subtitles still? It's just English subtitles. Oh, that's all it is. Yeah, you do not hear English voices because I'm because okay. I'm hoping they get you know Tom yeah Tom Hanks. Hanks and Tim Allen. That was my yeah. big question too. After I saw, it. I was like, oh, are the boys going to be back on this one? Which you think I they really would? I really hope they are. I mean, Disney puts their full support behind Kingdom Hearts. They always have. So, yeah. I mean, Toy Story has been the idea of Toy Story and Kingdom Hearts has been around ever since people got into the code of Kingdom Hearts two, where they found summons for Buzz and Woody. Yeah. Um. So that idea has been around forever, and so you know, Nomura has wanted to do uh, Toy. Story story in his kingdom hearts games forever and so it's really cool to see it come around finally that game it's if we go out of andy's room into the street we're going to a toy store there's like robots you can climb into all titanfall style dude like i want to fight sid so bad like can we please fight sid like what can, can we make that happen that guy that'd be <laughs> awesome it um gosh it looks good and you can have more than 
like four partners, three partners. I was curious about that. Yeah. So Buzz and Woody were fighting at the same time. Yep, you okay. could see their health icons in the yeah, corner. Yeah, well, I, you could see their health icons, but I didn't see them on screen, really. Um, you can see it. Well, they were showing off, really, more of Sora's power-ups yeah, and, and his, his forms and stuff. Yeah, and this time around. Um, I was curious, because, like, there's a weird, like, the he characters on the side... He did confirm it in an interview. Did so. he? Okay, because the characters on the side of the screen, you know, they usually stack vertically or whatever. Buzz and Woody were like horizontally right horizontal next to, to each, each other. other yeah. yeah, and I was like, is that like a buddy thing? Like, can you swap one of them in? Or like, is the one that is in vertical alignment with the rest of the characters on the screen the only one that is on the field? Like, I didn't know be, if you would. That would be crazy. Yeah, no, I didn't yeah, know if you'd like swap between Buzz five, and Woody. He said five or more, so we could. Jeez. I think I think there will be more, but only in like grand finale sense and once you beat dream drop yeah it'll probably be, be like what at the end of the game like yeah uh, like a big final like thing with donald, donald goofy mickey riku and sora it'll probably be like the end of the game or something like that if i had to guess and Kyrie, if we're gonna toss her a keyblade again I, you know that's such a strange part of kingdom hearts 2 but anyway what are you saying hmm, about my my guess would be a little different than yours but what's your I'll guess go ahead no i don't i don't want to say no, I already know what happens at the end of Dream Drop. Like, you're not Wait. spoiling anything for me. I think it's going to be... Um, Aqua? It'll be... Aqua, Terra, Ventus, and then Sora, Riku, and Kairi? Yeah, Donald and Goofy and Mickey and Roxas. And Roxas? Uh, oh, yeah, and Roxas, Roxas will be there. And Nomine will just be like... <laughs> I, hey, if Nomine showed me? up, I wouldn't mind. <laughs> Throw Shion in there, too. Please don't, please don't ever throw <laughs> Shion in anything again. Shion's cool. I liked her. Shion's like has no effect on any of the other games. Um, it's that game looks. It looks very pretty. It looks very pretty. It looks also very close to being done. That's what I was but, saying too. So I mean, it's got that 2018 release now, which of course is part two of, of this whole conversation, I guess. 2018, but 18, I'll believe it when I see it. I, I mean. Can we but, can we be but, honest for a minute though? Like I felt like that was obvious. Like I I would have put it in the 2019 camp, but if it does come out next year, I'm all for it. I mean, I, I said cannot. to you, I said to you after the footage last month came out, I said the same thing. I was like, dude, this looks this looks very far along and very polished. Like I was really my, last my month was, was when it stood the same out to world me. we've been seeing from the beginning. Yeah, and I get that. But like but at now, the same time, they want to seeing... play their cards close to the chest, right? Like you, you don't you don't want to know everything that's in this game, do you? Yeah, I actually I hope we don't learn any more about the worlds in this game because we already know quite a few. We know um, that there will be the Mount Olympus, there will be Toy Story, there will be Big Hero Six, which is only confirmed with an image. With an image. Then is Sora uh, wearing a different costume in that one by chance? He all we saw was art. I could look it up. I, I know he's writing he had, on the back of so, um, of Bebop and Rocksteady. Uh, Baymax, Baymax, Baymax. Um, and then also Tangled. Tangled. So we know four worlds right now. Tangled's the garbage world. Screw that. I don't want that in this game. That, that world will look really good. Uh, Tangled's my favorite Disney princess movie. Never um, seen it. You've never seen Tangled? Nope. It's a winner. It's I like it a lot. But so we only know four worlds right now, which I think is good. And you could probably throw in, you know, Traverse Town or Twilight Town. Those are locks as well. Yes. Those are like guarantees. And then, you know, 
we'll see how it all shakes out other than that. But I really hope we don't learn any more worlds. Um, they'll probably reveal one more, one or two more later on. But I just hope that this is like a third of the worlds that the game has to offer. Like I want it – if it's been like – 25 years in development i'm expecting like 25 years worth of product or whatever here okay it's not really 25 but it's like literally like maybe not actual development time but it has been 12 years since kingdom hearts 2 so uh, uh, sora is not wearing a different costume in the concept art for big hero 6 okay so he's not okay but um i mean he would they usually have a different outfit it, has it been 12 years no it's been 11 years it'll be 12 years next year Yes. So it'll be um, 12 years between games. <laughs> it's, it's been a long time coming. But I'm very, very eager. I'm hoping 2018 sticks. It I think it will, will be, dude. Like, I mean, everybody's It'll been be as like, late as 2018 as possible. Um, I mean, think about it for a second. It was revealed in 2013. And I know Square takes forever to make these games. And I know maybe I'm being way too overwhelmingly positive for how long it has taken this game to be made and come to fruition. But, like, what we have seen, like we both said, it looks far along. It looks good. It looks polished. And, I'll, of course, these are just vertical slice trailers that we're seeing. But, like, honestly, like, I have thought this for a while about this game that, like, I would be shocked if it's not next year. Um, I really think there is a great chance it's out by... Like, maybe maybe I've just been trained to just... Yeah, you've been trained uh, like, to... Like, be, I won't believe it until it's in my hands no, when I get I, my... No, I'm there with you, too, because, like, I mean, I can still think back right now to when I finished Kingdom Hearts 2 in fifth grade, and I was like, wow, I can't wait for the third one. <laughs> <laughs> it's now oh i'll be gosh. like a 24 year old dude and i'll be like oh cool king hearts 3 is finally out let's go that game when that game finally comes out and i get some stupid big box with some sore crap, statue in it it will have literally been half of our lives mm-hmm. at that point next year <laughs> i oh my gosh i cannot wait for this game you will have it looks what if you what if so i could good. go back to max whenever what age you were uh, and you beat King Hearts 2, and you're like, wow, can't wait for the third one. And I'm like, Max, hello, I'm from the future. Uh, the next time, when you play King Hearts 3, you will be married, and you will be out of college, and you will be, uh, I don't know, what other weird things. There will be a Nintendo system that you can put in your backpack. I'm going back to and the future play, now. And play on the go. <laughs> you technically could put any Nintendo system in your backpack. Yeah, and then you can play it with you on the go, I guess. Yeah, it's... It's been a minute for this game. Thankfully, we've had all the spinoffs to hold. So I wanted to ask you about something, though, less Disney-wise. Maybe we can go back to the Toy Story thing in a second if you want to talk about that still. I don't know how much you want to talk about this still. But, like, what do you think they're going to do with Final Fantasy in this game? Because I'm what I think would be cool is if they're going to put Cloud back in it, if they want to tie it together with a remake, they should put the remake model of Cloud in this game. I think that would be smart one. Cloud and Sephiroth will be in this game. I think it would be uh, cool if they added the remake version character model of Cloud and put him in the game, which I, I know is similar to the old models, but like... I would not be surprised if Noctis... That's what I was going to say. Yeah, you think we'll see Noctis in this game? Yeah, we'll probably see all the staples, though, from Kingdom Hearts, you know. Um, what are their names? The dumb people. Leon, uh, Luffy, or Yuffie... Um, Leon, Yuffie, technically Aerith, in there. Uh, Sid. Yeah, like I think those people will be in the game because they're a staple to this yeah, particular Merlin, franchise. The chipmunks. All yeah, that. you'll get uh, the ducks. The what are their names? Huey, Huey, Dewey, and Louie. Yeah, and then Scrooge will be somewhere around there. 
DuckTales. Ooh, ooh. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure I'm sure Hollow Bastion or Radiant Garden or whatever. Uh, it'll be Hollow Bastion by now, timeline-wise. Will it really? How does that shake down? Hollow Radiant Garden? Radiant Garden's in the prequels. Wait, what do you mean timeline-wise? Did they do something in the timeline at the end of Dream Drop? <laughs> Is everything no, so screwed like, up? No, think about the order of the games. Yeah, I know. Radiant, but like, Radiant Garden is Birth by Sleep, so it's prequel. No, but like at the Hollow end, Bastion's do, the do end you not remember now. at the end of the, once you finish the Hollow Bastion stuff at uh, Kingdom Hearts 2, Aerith is like, they used to have a beautiful name for this place that was called Radiant Garden. And then from there on out throughout the rest of the game, it is called Radiant Garden on your map and in the world hub and stuff like that. I guess then, yeah, they could call it Radiant Garden. It's Hollow Bastion. <laughs> yeah. It's not the Radiant Garden that from the past where it was all beautiful and stuff. So I have a couple questions. Have, are nobodies in this game or not? Or what's up with that? Um, like I know Organization 13 around. If you read the English subtitles in the trailer, nobodies are mentioned along with Heartless. Yeah. Um, we haven't the seen The main though, enemy type will be Heartless. I would put money on it. Um, I'm sure you will fight nobodies at some point beyond those of the organization. Okay, let's talk about a couple other things, too, because some things that I'm kind of tripped up on, and I'm sure they'll cover in Dream Drop, but I just don't feel like playing that game right now, and I really don't care to talk about spoilers. Um, but the organization was gone. <laughs> like, um, I... Half of them were done in uh, Chain of Memories in yes. a castle. Yep. Then you took some out in two. I thought you finished but... them off in two. I thought you killed all of them across all of the games, or they all died. But, but Organization 13's still kicking? Um, because the is the Master Xehanort dude in uh, Terra's body, is that who that is in the trailer yesterday? You can tell me. Like, I, Well, I'm trying to think. No, that's not me doing spoilers. That's me thinking. The guy shown in the trailer? Yeah. Is yes, that uh, Terra? Yes. Like Terra's body? Yes. Yeah, that's Terra's body, and that's got to be Xehanort in Terra's body, right? Or, like, who the heck oh, is yeah, that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's remember, what I was at the asking. end of, of Birth by Sleep. Yes. Um, but how is he there? <laughs> Does that exactly. explain in Dream Drop? Yes, that is explained in Dream okay, Drop. Okay, okay. Oh, my gosh, it's so good. I don't think it is good. <laughs> the so stat stuff it. complicated the series 12 times more than it needed to be. Oh, my gosh, I love it. Um... So who's around from the organization still? Um, like people that you know? Yeah, is there anybody like noteworthy that we know? Uh, uh Zigbar? Which one's still that? kicking? Is that the dude? The guy with guns? That's what I thought. The eye patch guy. Yeah, eye patch guy. Uh, Zigbar's there. He's kicking. Okay. Um, and that's technically. The, I saw him um, in the opening of Zemnis. I saw Zemnis is still. Zigbar, I saw in the opening of Dream Drop as well. Yeah, uh, Zemnis would be there. Which one's he? The leader, the Dude. handsome. Oh, duh! The guy who's like, you gotta unleash the darkness in your heart to get Roxas back from that last trailer. Yeah, got it. Yeah, lightsaber, uh, lightsaber um, boy. Yeah, lightsaber boy. Those would be the two you would know. Okay. Okay, cool. But I mean, like the organization thirteen is still kicking technically. That's fine with me. I like organization thirteen. That's why I like two so much. So. They're so cool looking. They're cool, even though they all wear the same outfit, I guess, technically. But... I know. Man. Oh. Now it's I'm thinking gonna... about Roxas in the hood with the dual keyblades. It's going to be good. Like, I'm wondering how many more worlds we'll get, though. 
I mean, two was big. Two, two had a lot of worlds. Two had a lot of worlds. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And you so would I imagine, imagine it's got to be like Kingdom Hearts 3, bigger and better than everything else that's come before. So it's like, what could that be, though? Because we've only seen four? Tangled, we said? Tangled, Big Hero 6? Six, Six. Coliseum, Hercules, and then... It'll be, yeah, Mount Olympus and yeah. Toy Story. So still a lot to see, I would have to imagine. Um, if you If you could pick one... Oh. Disney movie franchise. Duh. Think about it for half a second. You would pick Star Wars. <laughs> yes, of course. Of course. It makes so much sense. It makes so much freaking sense, dude. Just because that Keyblade would Just look so good. Just because the Keyblade lightsaber. It'd look amazing. It would look freaking so good. Plus, Mine... you, you could put uh, Sora in like some cool like Jedi robes or something like that, too, which would be awesome. Uh, you could put... like It would just be great, dude. It would be so good. They could I would... Off. They could. I would love Treasure Planet. Why does everybody want that so bad? It would be so good. I don't think I love. I love Treasure Planet, as but a movie. no one's brought that movie up. That's like the first time. Okay, so I actually heard you mention it, and I heard somebody else mention it on like a forum or like some Facebook thread the other day or something about how like, oh yeah, I want Treasure Planet too for Kingdom Hearts. It's like I've not thought about that movie in so long. Not to say it's bad, but it's like, oh yeah, that exists. I also think. I think Emperor's New Groove would be a cool one. Um, <laughs> so strange, dude. That would because be so fun. because that could be like the lot of Pride Lands and two, where you yeah. turn into the animals. I think you could turn into animals in Emperor's Obama New Groove again. Yeah, that Obama. would be, that would be cool. Um, only only if Kronk was your teammate in that though, it would have to be Kronk. It would want... ha- it would have to be Kronk for sure. <laughs> I don't want no freaking Cusco as my is my partner. It'd have to be Kronk. I have a I have a whole list in my phone of um, things that should I be. Mean, I mean, I'm sure we'll see some returns as well. Like, think of the people who we'll were definitely in the... get. We'll definitely get like Neverland. We'll get. I don't I know hope if we'll get... get Neverland. That that was one that I didn't think was a lot because they weren't in two. Like, I think like Beast and Bell though. Like they'll show back up. Um. um... Halloween Town. Halloween Town might, yeah. That, that I think that's some of his most iconic character art, though. Yeah, like it as is. far as designs for Sora and stuff. Yeah, I think that could show back up. Um, please, God, not Atlantica. <laughs> please, Jesus, are you listening to this podcast? Please, not Atlantica. Thank you. See you next Sunday at church. Um, but Atlantica, not Atlantica, please. Um, I don't know. I mean, there will probably be. Maybe Aladdin too, maybe Agrabah. Yeah, they could go back, especially in with fact, all the like, stuff. didn't we see like some a- enemies from Agrabah in that trailer from last month? Yeah, the big, the big guys. Well, the big guys, and then also like the dudes with like the wrappings around their face, like the heartless that look like they're wearing like turbans or whatever. Um, probably. I'm pretty yeah. sure you ran into some of those. So at Aladdin will probably be in there if I had to take a wild guess. Just because that that's always felt like a good world too, because like the genie stuff, the genie dynamic plays well with the jokes and stuff like that. And Will Smith's know. gonna be the genie. In what? The live action Aladdin. Dear God, are you kidding me? Oi, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, I'm not excited for that. Um, did they? They haven't to hear him. <laughs> Will Smith is gonna rap. He's gonna come out of the lamp and he's gonna rap. Please uh, do. Let me tell you a little story about how my life got flipped turned upside down. Uh, he's going to come out of the lamp and he's going to rap. What is that stupid song? I can't even remember. 
that Jeannie sings when he gets out of, uh, you got a friend and honey, you got a friend in me. Um, never had a friend like me. Not you got never. a friend like me. Never had a friend like me. Yeah. I don't want to hear Will Smith saying that. No, thank you. Um, I don't know. Kingdom Hearts though. It looks really good. Uh, I guess the last thing I'll ask you, what'd you think of the, I mean, we're talking about costumes and all that stuff, but what'd you think of the designs for Sora, Donald and Goofy in toy form? Uh, Donald and Goofy were fine. Sora looked weird. I thought Sora looked great, dude. I was actually like super. He's more. They they were more blocky than I would have thought. They look more like Lego blocky kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, I would have thought of them more like Buzz and Woody like toys. They look like action figures. figures. They look like action yeah. Figures. Action figures is probably a good way to put it, and that's just not what I would have envisioned in my head. Yeah. I'm fine with them. Like the it'd be cool, but. I just it's not what I pictured, but it's totally fine. And last question: What are the chances that you fly or you fall in style in that world? Say again. What are the chances that you fly while in that world, or you fall fall in style? style? Yeah, I'd say very high. I'd say eighty-four percent. Eighty-four percent chance likelihood that we're going to do some flying with Buzz. I'd say that's a good bet. I don't know, dude. I hope we. Uh, so they showed. They showed off the uh, Toy Story thing. One, I wish it was Al Toy Barn. I thought it was at first, but it wasn't. Oh yeah, that sh- that definitely should have been the story. Two. But apparently, the game takes place after two. Does it? Okay, yeah. shoot. Um, shoot, that sucks. Then um, I hope we go to Pizza Planet, please. Can we go to Pizza oh, Planet? Oh my gosh. Pizza Planet, Pizza Planet. Like we gotta go to Pizza Planet. I don't know if you ever played this game as a kid, but Extreme yes. Skateboarding yes, Adventure. I did play that game. That Pizza Planet level and you was would real go fun. To pizza Planet, and you would go to Andy's bedroom, and, and it was great. Kitchen level, kitchen portion of Pizza Planet was real fun. If you went in there, or you would be in the arcade on the aliens. That was fun too. Pizza Planet yeah, was a good I level that, in that game. I miss that game. It was fun. I enjoyed it. Um, Kingdom Hearts Three coming out next year supposedly i think it's a good bet i think it'll actually happen so i can't wait to spend is that your most anticipated collector's edition is that it for you then like now that it actually has a date if you were to stack your list would that be number one then like if spider-man's my number one is that yours like coming out next year just like in, in the future games that we have dates for i guess yeah then yes the games we have dates for yes i mean what would be the other thing that the last was part two. They might duke oh, it out. Oh, yeah, I guess technically. I still think that's 2019. Oh, that's 2019 for sure. I'm just, if you not said PS5 most launch title. <laughs> probably will be. Um, yes, Kingdom Hearts 3 is my most anticipated 2018 game for sure. Um, I will, I will drop everything. Like that, that'll be a game I take the day off for. What if, uh, two days. what if Abby's with child and you need to purchase diapers? If I, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold your horses. Abby and I should not be having a child sometime next year. You don't that's know what's going to happen. That's just not financially sound. That's not financially sound, but you don't um, know what's going to happen. You, you know, if if she's getting ready to have a if we're getting ready to have a kid. You might sell guess... your PS4 and just get out of gaming. <laughs> no, actually, I would. We would build the crib out of sticks and use that crib money to buy Kingdom Hearts Three. 
the super no edition, between, super deluxe no edition. No baby coming between me and my kingdom hearts. Maybe that'll be my wedding present for you. I'll pre-order you the collector's super edition bundle. Be like, no, they have uh, to announce that. First, they have to announce that before. Sure. First, they have to actually probably give a specific release date. Yeah. I can't. Man, that's going to be so good. It, it looks good. I'm excited for it. I'm glad I've replayed through the game, so I'm at least caught up. I, I keep looking at the 1.5, 2.5 collection on PS4, and I'm just waiting. Yeah, you should, you you'll get it at some point. I bet for like twenty yeah. bucks. Yeah, well, I'll get it. I'll get a good price on it. So, I'll um, go on my shelf. That's it for D23 and all kinds of other news. Um, so it's a long first half. It's a long first half, but it was a good first half, I think. Um, so that is it for the first half of the show this week. Second half, as I said, we're doing something a little bit different every week. This week, uh, we got something pretty laid back for you, I think. Something, like I said, I've been wanting to do for a while. And um, I will tell you all about what we're going to do here in just one second. So we will be back in just a moment. And welcome back to the show, ladies and gentlemen. So... For the second half of Millennial Gaming Speak, episode number 101 this week, I said we were going to do something a little bit special. And as you may notice, Max is not here for this part. So it's just me for this part of the show. Uh, but what we're gonna, going to be doing, or what I guess I'm going to be doing for the second half of the show, is we are going to be taking a look at some of 2017's best songs. So I've, I have noticed that not only are there a lot of fantastic video games out in the first portion of this year, uh, the soundtracks have been equally as great. And I'm talking like some of the best soundtracks so far this generation and some of the best over, honestly, for me, the past five or ten years. There are some really standout songs uh, and tracks from this year that I have totally loved and I have wanted to do a deep dive on some of my favorite tracks from the first half of this year. And Max contributed to this as well, so we're going to have some of his picks in here as well. Uh, So this second half of the show this week is going to be basically a radio playlist where I will be introing you into the uh, different songs that we're going to check out here over the latter half of the show this week. And we'll get right into it. We won't waste any time. Uh, We're going to start with a game that came out earlier this year, uh, one of my personal favorites of the year, Resident Evil 7. So Resident Evil 7, the first song we're going to listen to here is actually the main menu theme from the game which when i first heard this it was perfect it's such an eerie creepy sounding like it's not even a song almost it's just like an amalgamation of sounds and it adds to that creepiness and that dread that you feel when you play resident evil 7 uh resident evil 7 the composers on the game are stick with me here akiyuki morimoto miwako shinoni satoshi hori Chris Velasco and Brian D. Oliveira. There's a group of them there. So those are the composers on the game, and this is the main menu theme from Resident Evil 7, and I hope you enjoy it.
So that was the main menu theme from Resident Evil 7. Of course, after we get into something a little bit more dreary and creepy and ominous like that, we got to, of course, add some more life back into this show. So, of course, we're going to jump into something a bit more lively, something a tiny bit more jazzy, of course, which means we are going to a tune from Persona 5. And this track is entitled Last Surprise. It is one of, I think, the most popular tracks from the game. Max picked this one out. This is also a tune I am aware of, even though I have not played the game myself yet. Uh, The song was composed by Shoji Maguro and it is sung by Lin Inyazumi. The lyrics are written by Benjamin Franklin, not the founding father, but another Benjamin Franklin. Uh, so this is Last Surprise from Persona 5.
Next up, we're going to check out a track from a game that came out just a couple months ago, Rhyme. So Rhyme, I think, is the most beautiful soundtrack that has come out so far this year, and it would be the one that I think would be most likely to win a Grammy so far, something akin, akin to Journey. Um, the composer on the game was David Garcia Diaz, and uh, it is developed by Tequila Works and published by Graybox and Six Foot. Uh, this is the main theme to the game, and um, I hope you enjoy it.
Next up, let's take a look at something a little bit more on the electronic side. So this next track is entitled Everything is Going to Be Okay, and it is from Prey. Prey was composed by Mick Gordon, who also did last year's work on Bethesda's and uh, id Software's Doom. Uh, this year, uh, Prey is obviously developed by Arcane Studios and published by Bethesda. Uh, this is one of the songs from the intro portion of the game, so if you played it, you might be very well familiar with this. And if not... I think you'll soon find yourself enjoying it either way. So here is Everything is Going to Be Okay from Mick Gordon. And now let's take a look at a song from one of my personal favorite composers, Grant Kirkhope. So this track is from Ukulele. It is from the Tribal Stack Tropics level, the first level in the game. Uh, it is also the track that you may have heard when Ukulele went into Kickstarter. So it's not the most original track, but it honestly is maybe my favorite song from the game. Uh, Ukulele was obviously developed by Platonic. It was published by Team 17. And Grant Kirkhope wasn't the only composer on the game. He was joined by Steve. Steve Burke and David Wise, who also aided on the soundtrack for the game. Uh, without any further ado, this is Tribal Stack Tropics from Ukulele.
And now we will be taking a look at a song that has kept me up many nights due to my brothers playing it outside my bedroom door. Uh, this next track is from Neo, which is a game that came out earlier this year. Uh, it is developed by Team Ninja, published by Sony Interactive Entertainment Worldwide and Koei Tecmo in Japan. Uh, the composer on the game is Yugo Kano. And the song we are going to be looking at is, again, from the main menu. Not super original. Uh, but this is the song that has been playing constantly in my head over and over and over. And I still have yet to play this game. But just hearing this serene song for Neo makes me want to dive into it more than any gameplay footage I've seen. And I don't know why, but it's a very cool Eastern-sounding track. And I figured we would throw it in here despite me having yet to play it. So this is the main menu theme from Neo. And of course, what would be a list of great songs without something from Nintendo? So this next track is from ARMS. It is called Grand Prix. It is also known as the main menu theme from the game. Again, the, all these menu themes. Uh, Max asked that we put this one on here, but I love this track, I think, just as much as he does. Even though I'm not huge on ARMS, this is a fantastic tune. Uh, the composer of ARMS, his name, or there's two of them. It is Atsuko Asa- Asahi. And Yasuaki Iwata, please forgive me if I butcher any Japanese pronunciations during this podcast. Uh, So they're the composers of ARMS, and again, this is the Grand Prix. This track is entitled Grand Prix, and it is from ARMS.
And moving from a Nintendo exclusive, let's now go to a Sony exclusive and check out a song from one of my personal favorites of the year, Horizon Zero Dawn. So this soundtrack was composed by Jory Demont, which I'm assuming is French, so it's probably Jory Demont. Something along those lines. Trying to go back to my high school French experience here. Um, this is the main one of the main themes from the game. This is Aloy's theme, the main character from Horizon Zero Dawn. Uh, this is a recurring theme that you hear throughout the game, mixed in with many other tracks. Uh, it is probably the most notable piece of music from the game. Uh, of course, Horizon Zero Dawn is developed by Guerrilla Games and is published, of course, by Sony. So this is, once again, Aloy's theme from Horizon Zero Dawn. Now we're going to liven things up with a track straight out of Helsinki. This next one is from Nex Machina, which is, of course, Housemark's most recent game. So Housemark both developed and published the game, which is a first for them. Uh, this track is from Crystal Mountain, which is the second level in the game, and the composer is Ari Pulkinen. I, I, I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. Um, so Ari did this song for the game, and uh, like I said, second level in the game. Uh, one of my personal favorites. There's a lot of great tracks on this one, so it was a hard to choose just one, but I decided to go with this, and I hope you enjoy it.
And since this is a music portion of the show, obviously Max had to make sure that he got in some love to Shovel Knight, which he talks about endlessly, especially its soundtrack. So this next track is from Shovel Knight Spectre Torment, which is the expansion to Shovel Knight, or the new campaign to Shovel Knight, which came out earlier this year. Uh, this is one of the remixes from the original Shovel Knight soundtrack, if I am correct. I, th- I think that's correct. Uh, this song is entitled Iron Whale, and it is from Spectre of Torment, and it is uh, composed by Jake Kaufman. And uh, Shovel Knight, of course, developed and published by our friends over at Yacht Club Games. So again, this is Iron Whale from Spectre of Torment. couple more tunes for you and one of the last ones i'm going to put in here which was a last second edition is from near automata uh, i am currently playing this right now i am thoroughly enjoying it and i think the soundtrack is 
personally one of my favorite this year so i needed to do a quick last minute edition and throw one of the songs from the game in here uh this song is called pascal it is uh from one of the it is the themes to one of the areas in the game that you arrive to at some point um near tomata is developed by platinum games it is published by square enix and uh the composer on the game is uh more japanese names here we go uh kichi okabi and kigo hoshi I think that's correct. Uh, they're the composers on the game, and this is once again Pascal from Near Automata.
And ladies and gentlemen, that is it for episode number 101 of Millennial Gaming Speak. Um, I hope you enjoyed the second half of the show this week. We were playing around with it a little bit. Uh, This is something I've wanted to do for quite some time just because soundtracks, like I said, have been so standout to me this year, and I think there are so many great ones. Um, And I tried to... Tried to show off a fair amount of different styles of music as well in this segment, and uh, I hope I gave you a little bit of a taste of everything, um, because I do love music. Of course, we've got Reeling in the Years, which you can listen to over on modelcitizensmedia.com whenever we come back with that. Um, but I tried to show you a little bit of everything that has really been hitting with me this year, and I hope you enjoyed it. Um, so, as always, you can find the podcast at SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. Uh, please, if you are on iTunes, if you could leave us a review, a five-star review, that would be fantastic. We would appreciate it so much. Uh, the show is also on YouTube, where you can find us. And still, again, like we said, not live recordings anymore, but you still can find the show there, the audio there on our YouTube channel. And if you could like, share, comment, subscribe, all that good stuff, that we would appreciate that as well. Uh, you can find all of our other podcasts, like I said, over at modelcitizensmedia.com. Be sure to follow us over there. Um, and then on Twitter, you can follow us at MGS Podcast if you want to keep up to date when the show goes live and all that good stuff. Be sure to follow us there. You can follow Max on Twitter. He is at Max the White. And you can follow myself, Logan. I am on Twitter at moreman12. Uh, be sure to also email us any questions, comments, or concerns that you have. We would love to hear from you guys. You can hit us up at our email address at mgspodcast at gmail.com. Um, honestly, shoot me an email. I'd love to hear what your favorite track so far this year is. Or, again, hit me up on Twitter or at the show's Twitter. Um, I'm curious to hear what songs have been resonating with you so far this year. Uh, So feel free to hit me up on Twitter or any place like that because I would love to have that conversation with you. Um, Of course, that's not it, though. We are going to lead out with one more track this week, so I almost got you there. Uh, Of course, the latter half of this segment could not be complete without a track from The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, which is quite possibly the best soundtrack so far this year. Um, So we're going to close out with a song from Zora's Domain, which is, again, we chose this one... I chose this one and Max chose this one. We chose this because it is so familiar, but it's so different at the same time. Um, Zora's Domain, this music has been used in Twilight Princess and Ocarina of Time in the past. Uh, So it may sound a little bit familiar, but we also went with the night rendition of it, which is also different because music changes in the locations of Breath of the Wild depending on the time of day, if you didn't happen to know that. So this is the night version of Zora's Domain. We're going to play this to close out the show. Um, The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild is, of course, developed and published by Nintendo, and the composers on Breath of the wild are manaka kataoka man i am so sorry for everybody this week and yasuaki iwata Uh, those two are the composers of breath of the wild and they put together this little ditty right here so again thank you so much for listening to millennial gaming speak this week we will be back next week with episode 102 and until then enjoy zora's domain have a great week we love you bye (laughs) 